0: Ishnu Allah, freaks, geeks and other assorted beings and welcome back to another episode of the podcast that has its own support group Talk until the joy is gone My name is Rooney and I'm a podcaster that hates podcasts and sat across from me attending court mandated therapy sessions is a deranged pillow sniffer (laughs) Reggily
1: What would i get out of sniffing pillows at least i mean
0: you I... tell me mate you're the one that's uh that's here you know having therapy for sneaking into people's houses and at sniffing least, their pillows
1: at least if it was panties <laughs> I, like i could i could twist it and find an angle to sexually empower other panty sniffers <laughs> but i'm not really sure what i get out of uh pillow sniffing i
0: mean this is you maybe you got confused you're like per per something per sniffing Pillow kind of
1: humping, maybe. Penis sniffing?
0: No, I don't want to do that. Panda sniffing? No, they're endangered. Per- per- pillow! Pillow sniffing! No, who thing, knows the way your mind works?
1: The only good thing, pandas are for, are for feeding vultures. <laughs> feeding
0: vultures, yeah.
1: <laughs> We've covered this already.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everyone's had the explanation. If you didn't hear the explanation, go back and listen to the family-friendly Christmas special 2021. Sorry. Don't go back and listen to last week because it was definitely not family-friendly.
1: Oh, no. No, 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 <laughs> no. As... As... Uh, Warren pointed, out, day, pointed like, out in the chat. It's a bit of a 360 from the family-friendly Christmas special to what you did this week. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> You've got to get
0: back on brand, mate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, the Christmas special was family-friendly for one reason. <laughs> To get Stacey here. To get Stacey here. Yeah. <laughs> once, once I don't have to get Stacey anymore, we just revert to type.
0: I love how, like, if I said this on the, the, the Christmas special as well. It was like, it wasn't for my seven-year-old that was in the room. It was for Stacey, who, I have to point out, is a grown-ass adult. <laughs> you know, a very sensible
1: person with a career and a child and a mortgage. And, unfortunately, <laughs> self-respect. So she doesn't <laughs> want to be... She doesn't want someone to stumble across one of our normal tight jigs and have her on it laughing at our crude jokes. No, yeah, that's true. I'm assuming all of this. (laughs) You're reading between the lines. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm assuming most of this, but I'm pretty sure this time... (laughs) Read between the lines. (laughs) (laughs) This time, my assumption's probably 95% correct. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I would imagine so. (laughs) Damn Aaron,
1: I (laughs) self-respect.
0: It's funny because we did the... Obviously, the Christmas special was was family-friendly. And last night, I did a family-friendly, mostly family-friendly stream. Really? Why? Well, normally my Friday nights, still, yeah. my regular ones are fairly safe for anyone to watch, but my Friday nights ones, all bets are off because it's Friday night, we run until usually like 2 a.m. and I get people like Richie on there. Yeah. And you never know what's going to come out of that man's mouth. No. So, <laughs> uh, but last night, when I was getting ready to stream, um, Cody said, Daddy, are you, playing, are you streaming CFE tonight? I was like, Yes. And he's like,
1: so Even your kid knows, sure. Yeah. <laughs> your your attention seeking schedule. <laughs>
0: Oh, Friday nights, mate. Friday nights is daddy's stream night and he plays Sea of Thieves. And he was like, can I play with you?
2: And I was like,
0: yeah, I don't see why not. You can play for a little while. So um, I posted in our in group chat about like people sailing and said, you know, we've got a surprise guest. So we, we got the ship. As it turned out, only one of the people actually made it. The other one fell asleep. Um, but yeah, we sailed for like an hour and
1: a half last night At with Cody. I may not be as dedicated <laughs> There's some people, but at least I don't fall asleep on the important moments.
0: Oh, mate, it's...
1: I don't wait all week and then fall asleep it's when it's showtime. In,
0: show in the Lunar Arcade, they're, 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 that is the most <clears throat> frequent thing that happens. People will be like, yeah, yeah, I'll be on about 10 o'clock. And then you'll get a message at like half 11. So sorry, sorry, guys, I fell asleep. You're a bit naive, aren't you? <laughs> you haven't met these people. You're a bit naive <laughs> to think that these people are all just
1: oh, I can't be bothered to do it today. Or, no, no, not I, just for me.
0: Just in general. They are terrible for going to sleep. Like, I mean, old man Neon. There's a reason we call him old man Neon. It's because he will sit in his armchair and just fall asleep. Oh, and he's. Is that why you bought an armchair? What? (laughs) I've tried it. I can't get to
1: sleep in my armchair. I did do it when I was ill once. That was comfy. The only time I can sleep like in a sitting position is if. I'm holding my niece and she falls asleep. <laughs> there's something about her sleeping that just puts me to sleep. Yeah. Or if I'm in a car and it's a, like a long, long journey. I don't
0: know, do I have to do it in the sitting position In that, That's a recliner. Oh. It can go almost horizontal. If, if I slide it forward a bit so the wall's not behind me, I can go practically horizontal.
2: I
1: mean, yeah. I can't do it now, obviously, because I drive myself everywhere. But when people used to drive me <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> I, could, I could fall asleep in the car. After a while, it takes a while, though. Oh, I can't do that. Amy does that. And well, Cody. We, well, we went to Norfolk, like, in the summer. My mum drove. So we got in the car, it was like seven AM because we had to be there at like nine to get a boat. So yeah. I just came downstairs with my quilt. And like, <laughs> <they're>, like, curled <laughs> up in the back and then they woke me up when we got there. It was awesome. Well, oh, does that not surprise me? And <laughs> then I know like, because then I was full of energy all day because I'd had that extra like two hours' had that extra sleep. Two hours yeah. sleep. So I, I was almost personable. All, yeah, All day I didn't kick off once. It was brilliant.
0: Maybe you should have had. Maybe that should be part of your your Saturday recording routine: is you have a two hour nap before you come round here.
1: <laughs> I can't last the two hours I spend watching the film and making my
0: notes <laughs> and iron up your bird in yeah. Costa. <laughs> no, 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 she's
1: far too young. I don't, I don't fancy it. I just respect her just, ability oh, just to do her, her. job. Oh, respect her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. <laughs>
0: Oh, mate, if she's working, it's legal. So, you know, no joke. Yeah, I'm on.
1: not one of them people. I'm not like, oh, it's legal. I can do it. Like, No, hang on a minute. I know what you're after. Anything under 25 feels... You a want a pillow.
0: <laughs> you're like, all right, look, I've been coming in here a long time now. I really respect your ability to make me a coffee on time. Have you got any spare pillows I can sniff?
1: <laughs> We're called in Saturday next week. Um, so, Friday night, could you, you know, put some perfume on before you go to bed and... <laughs> Then on Saturday, just bring your pillow. No, to work no, because
0: you. you'll be one of those weirdos. You'll be like, yeah, yeah. So uh, if, if on uh, Friday you could just not have a shower, and then just I'll just pick up the the, the pillow no, no, Saturday no, no, morning.
1: No, no. <laughs> I want to smell perfume when I'm when I'm using the pillow to sleep.
0: Oh, that's that's no good. You can just buy perfume and spray it on there.
1: Uh, all right. Perfume <laughs> mixed with the musk of a teenage, a teenage barista. <laughs> no. Let's back away from this. Yeah, this like this, I just said, anything under 25 feels a bit sketchy <clears throat> for me
0: at this age. I find they feel fairly smooth and taut.
1: <laughs> All right, this is a question for you. You're 39, right? <laughs> yes, thanks for reminding me. If you happen to, if you woke up tomorrow and Amy was just like, I've had enough of your shit, <laughs> you're now single. What is the lowest you could go without feeling a bit sketchy?
0: What, for a relationship or just a bang? because to not, bang
1: I'll bang anything that's legal I'm not trying to have a relationship with a girl and okay, cast well, let's bang. Just say to bang I'm not like, trying to bang her even She's <laughs> <laughs> all hypothetical right the now. lady does protest yeah, too much I know but I know what people are like they'll be like um, I'm not sure what he says is real and what it's not so there's every chance there's every chance he does want to bang an 18 18- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I,
0: I, I would probably bang an 18 year old I probably wouldn't go any lower than that I wouldn't go any lower than
1: nah. that no, 18 um, has to be the colour. It
0: has to be. At my age... I mean, at my age...
1: I just think <laughs> it might be legal physically. <laughs> but... but am I capable physically of keeping up with an 18-year-old? Oh, no, I could do that. Actually, <laughs> I couldn't. You just get them on top and just... Well, first, yeah. first you wow them with the foreplay, because that doesn't take much energy.
0: And to be honest, most 18-year-old guys... Speaking from experience here, guys, we, we ain't big on foreplay. <laughs> no,
1: and they don't last very long, either. No. Because they're so excited. So, you start with foreplay, you blow their mind with the foreplay. If you find what someone that's got a little bit of a kink, and they'll be submissive, it's even easier. It's even easier. Because then, basically, any time you tell them to do anything, it's an order, and they get turned on. Anyway, so you do all that, and then you just lay back, and you say, like, i done my part, you get on top right?
0: Did everyone enjoy that peek behind the curtain, then? <laughs> I'm feeling slightly uncomfortable, what about you guys.
1: Trust me, no woman can pleasure as no, no man can pleasure a woman like she can pleasure herself. So no, you know, true. if one of the orders is bring yourself to a near orgasm. That's oh, that's why I dress up as a woman it, all the time. Ninety percent of your job is hull. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do the hard work. Yeah.
0: I'll come in well, I'll come in with uh, what is it? The, what's that film where he does it with a feather. Oh, I I know what you mean. Is yeah.
1: Forty well, days and forty nights.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We should put that on the list just for that scene.
1: No, see, if, if that's what you're into and you get them to get themselves almost there, well, you know, you do some like choking. You, and oh, I was
0: going to say, well, you go and have like a sandwich or something. <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no. You have to be in the room. You put the yeah.
0: webcam on. <laughs> yeah, if
1: you're not in the room, what's will stop on you being there. It's just a normal day for the poor girl. It's in me watching... Oh, yeah. so
0: what? okay. I see. I can I can I bring a sandwich
1: first. with me? I had all this sensible stuff to talk about, and I we can to this today. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then you do some like choking, a bit of hair pulling, the odd spank, and then they're almost there. And then all you got to do is stick two fingers in, do this for about five seconds, and then.
0: Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad this is not a visual format because that way only I had to endure
1: the the motions there. And I swear, off like within twenty seconds, they're constricting around your fingers, and it's not done. <laughs> I mean, it's job you off.
0: You've got it all worked out. If if they've got that kink, but what if their kink is being completely <laughs> vanilla, uh, missionary all the way? You just at my age, I just. Fuck off! You got any mates?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. gonna go one. on your MySpace? I was gonna say, at this age, uh, like in my twenties, I might have been like, "Oh, I'll give you the best missionary ever." At this, <laughs> at this age, I'm just like, "Oh, you're an, uh, yeah, you are on Yeah, uh, you know what? What, I'll,
0: Just what about just a sneaky finger in the butt?
1: I'll just my read, butt. I'll, I'll just read down like that app I found you on, and uh, <laughs> I'll find someone else.
0: That's all right. I'll call your dad, come pick you up. I'll yeah. uh, I'll go and pull on hub Yeah. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, how have we got here?
0: Oh, no, not the Y. What I'm Weirdo
1: pillow sniffer. Thank God I make so much shit up on this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the line. It is blurred. <laughs> so come on then, you said you had some so simple how, stuff.
1: Hang on, how how late did you keep Cody up playing Sea of last night? Because I know you streams are right like too
0: No, days. no, he was... Uh, he, well, I say he wasn't up late. Um, we kicked him off about half past ten. Oh, that's not too bad. No. Considering he, he does, he's normally up to gone that time anyway on a
1: Friday night because he's the boy's a beast. Because he's you. Because he's very very yeah. Which means he'd for, have carried on going in about ten years. You're gonna have some trouble. No, I'm not. I'm just gonna sit him down and say, "Son, I don't care." Son, you do you. These are the good drugs. <laughs> <laughs> these are the ones you want to stay away from. These are the good drinks. These are the drinks that give you bad hangovers. These are the sluts. These are the vanilla girls. You stay away from the vanilla. Stay stuff. away from the vanilla girls. They're
0: far too much effort.
1: Go. Don't be angry in your entire twenties and self-loathing and miserable <laughs> like your uncle Reggie. Like your uncle Reggie. Go. Fill your boots, and then by the time you hit thirty, you'll be happily content. You'll be
0: a broken shell. Of th- I mean, you'll be a happy man.
1: <laughs> you'll be content to just get a job and you know be like Ned. Because <laughs> it'll all be out she- of your system, yeah. So. Um, how was your week anyway? It's been a while since I last year of your week.
0: Um, well, Monday was back holiday. Yeah. Tuesday I was back at work. Yeah. Uh, and then my doctor signed me off on half days again this oh, week. really? <laughs> yeah. For my shoulder.
1: Um, half, half days because you've got a bad side shoulder but you can still stream. We don't mention that. Is we this not that? that's going to be cut out because your boss listens? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. I kind of thought that last week when I was listening back and you are like, this is the year that I get a new job. And I was like, oh, who's he sending well, messages Well, it might get cut out. It might not. Yeah. Depends how I'm feeling. <laughs> who's he sending messages to? <laughs> I'm getting a job where I just do easy work from home at all times.
0: At all times. Well, they already know that. I've already told them that I don't want to be working in the office. Um, and they were like, yeah, but you know, the CEO has decided everyone has to be in the office. So I'm like, yeah, but it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Pardon me. So, you know.
1: The longer I do my job, the more I'm glad that I actually have to go in. If I, if, if I was working from home now, I, I don't know what would happen. You'd get a lot more sleep. Yeah, but I quite like going in. Because like, you're weird. I've made friends with people. It's nice. It's nice I don't want to make experience. friends with people I work with. I know you don't. Because I don't like people. I don't like people, but I had to. If I worked at like
0: a... a dog rehoming centre, then I'd want to make friends with, my, with the people at work, because yeah, they wouldn't be, be people, dogs, yeah. they'd be dogs, and I'm all about that, but, you yeah. know you just train them all to bark and snarl just bark and snarl and every time me. you come
1: anywhere near them and then be really <laughs> nice to every, every other guest you, you have in the <laughs> house I just don't know what it is about me, it's just
0: like he really doesn't like it, and it's insane because you've been around my house so much, especially in like the last few weeks, yeah. you've been he'd over be, here
1: be at, at least to, once a week, you'd be used to me by now, Yeah. But you feed just... him I I stroke him I give him all kinds of love and affection and and still he forgets he's like amnesia dog no he he just knows what your kink is (laughs) be like Lando lay back yeah you know rub it yourself get yourself most of the way there I don't think you, even, you can even do that. I'll just stretch my two fingers out for my 20
0: seconds of work. I'm kind of tempted to, to, to record you trying to put your two fingers in
1: my dog's no, ass. No, nothing. Just, no.
0: It, would be, it would end up being right. a snuff video. Right.
1: I don't know, what the, maybe we both should have had a wank this morning because <laughs> uh, shit's getting you, out of control. Yeah, you're assuming I didn't. Especially considering I got a whole load of, I, I, I put the work in yesterday. Wow. Did all my prep. We've got free. Four bits for the intro today, Jesus. We're gonna cover. Well, we're gonna cover. We can't
0: th- do another three-hour episode. I can't manage three hours today.
1: Okay, well, I haven't <laughs> got many. I haven't got many notes on the film, so it's okay. Oh, uh, okay then, it balances. But we got three kind of like greatest hits. We're gonna go back, and it's been a while. What we've like Halloween and Christmas and everything else. All that special episodes kind of threw us off. Threw me off my. Uh, my schedule and my routine of doing these things so we've got a bumper episode of stuff to catch up on today awesome and then we're going to finish with an article because I know you love articles oh I love a good article especially articles one like day you'll this. bring in a good good article but oh this one's a good one <laughs> if, if you think about what you posted on what you shared on Facebook yesterday this one will blow your mind even more than is the gold sells farts Gary Barlow took me to the mole men <laughs>
0: Jason Orange actually comes from Atlantis.
1: <gasps> That's my fucking one. <laughs> Howard Donald. <laughs> oh, Gods. <laughs> He's a mage. <laughs> <laughs> he actually created Harry Potter. Master so of K. the K. Wizard song. Circle. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think they was so successful? It weren't because of their songs, it was because of it was magic.
0: Of <laughs> magic.
1: <laughs> All I was saying that for a boy band, take that. I actually had a couple of bangers. You're outing
0: yourself as a secret take that fan. And I'm not, a pillow sniffer. I'm
1: not, yeah, I like to listen to Babe, but I take that when I'm sniffing when pillows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah, drinking your Costa.
1: Drinking my Costa, sniffing pillows, listening to when you
0: When you go in there and you order your babe. thing... I'm here again. When they ask for a name, just I'll say, i tell
1: you, I'm here again. God sitting Where have you been? When you go and order your Costa. Where have you stop been? trying to talk over me. It's,
0: ca- it's happening. Babe. It's happening. When you go and order your I Costa. Can't believe
1: I remember all words.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm quite impressed. Yeah, me too. When you order your Costa and they ask for a name, you just say,
1: Daddy. <laughs> I say, Notice me, Senpai. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think i might just scrap my intro like i've got and, and we'll do that next week and we'll just talk phil for the next 20 minutes <laughs> and All we right. have to redeem ourselves come on 2022 right. first things first yes we haven't picked up the women for a while uh, i was wondering so when this would happen we're back to great women of history <laughs> boudicca <laughs> yeah yeah boudicca Boudica was a queen of the Iceni tribe who led an uprising against the conquering forces of the Roman Empire. And it's
0: worth pointing out that she was an actual queen, not just a strong,
1: independent woman. I'm going to... or gay. Or gay, yeah.
0: Okay. yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Boudicca was a queen of the Iceni tribe who led an uprising against the conquering forces of the Roman Empire in 60 AD. Boudica's husband, Prasutagus... With, there's a lot of unpronounceable names <laughs> in all of my intros today, so just awesome. bear with me. right? Um, Boudica's husband, Prasitecus, with whom she had two children, ruled as an independent ally of Rome um, and left his kingdom jointly to his two daughters and the Roman emperor in his will. However, when he died, his will was ignored, his kingdom was annexed and his property taken. According to Tacitus, Boudica was flogged and the daughters were raped. In 60 AD, when Roman governor Gaius Suetonius Paulinus was campaigning on the island of Mona, which is modern-day Anglesey, on the northwest coast of Wales, Boudica led the Iceni, the Triavants, and other tribes in revolt. They destroyed Camulodunum. Oh, modern day Colchester which had been the capital of the Trinovants. but at that time it had become a settlement for discharged Roman soldiers and the site of a temple to the former emperor Claudius who was the first em- who was the emperor when they first invaded mm. so basically they made the Trinovantes pay tax pay, they rose their taxes so they made more money so they could build this like giant big temple. yeah it was like the biggest like fuck you of it ever um, they then marched on Londinium I don't need to explain what that. Is. <laughs> the Romans lacked sufficient numbers to protect the 20-year-old commercial settlement. They evacuated and abandoned the fledging city and Boudicca and her army burnt it to the ground. Nero, who was the current emperor of Rome, feared the crisis was getting out of control and considered withdrawing from Britannia, but the Romans regrouped in the Midlands. Led by Suetonius, they eventually defeated Boudicca and even though they were outnumbered. An estimated seventy to 80,000 uh, Britons lost their lives during this conflict. Interest in these events was revived in the English Renaissance and led to Boudicca's fame in the Victorian era. Boudicca has remained an important cultural symbol in the United Kingdom. Now, there's a lot of notes, but what I've learned from other episodes is that I write too many notes and it gets boring. So I just try to keep it to simple facts this time. But apparently, because I actually watched watched a documentary about it last night as well, it's part of my research. But <laughs> do you know, like, the Iceni, the Trimovans, Boudicard, they all fought naked. Yeah. Yeah. This is really they weird. They were, like, heavily tattooed, because apparently Britain means oh, painted man or something. Back in the old thing, that's why they, was, we, we were called Britain, because when people came, they just found these heavily tattooed people naked and just, like, <laughs> listening to whatever the Druids said. <laughs> yeah, listening to Druids being mm. druidy, Druidic. It's fucked up though, like, because. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. I completely <laughs> lost myself there. I don't know. He's confused himself. It's all like that thought of naked men running around with tattoos. You know, I was thinking of a naked redheaded woman, but. You know, <laughs> I do love a good naked redheaded woman. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, completely. I love so, the fact that, that yeah. the
0: Boudicca inf- infiltrated um, public culture so far. That the opening lines of a libertine song, yeah, are all about her. Although they go with another alternate pronunciation yeah, of her Bodicea. name, yeah. Oh,
1: I do know about this because it was in the documentary. Bodicea was um, once like the English Renaissance kicked off; mm. everything was Latinized. So Bodicea is the Latin version. But then a few years later, someone was like, "Well, no, that's not right because <laughs> it would be more like the ancient Brit- British tongue." Yeah. So it got. Changed to Boudicca, but there's like three or four other other names for her. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. But there's a massive statue of her in London. Is she naked? Her on her. No. Well, actually, yeah. No, her daughters are naked. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, you can, their daughters have got their breasts out, but she's wearing a gown. But she's on her um, chariot. Well, yeah, on the chariot, yes. Yeah, because yeah. she's famous for riding into battle on chariot. Yeah. Yeah, Boudicca's fascinating <laughs> person. <laughs>
0: Notice me, Senpai? Yeah. She can't notice you. No, know. She's dead. She's been no, dead for a bloody long time.
1: No one knows where she's buried. There's a rumour that she's buried right outside King's Cross train station. We've mm, heard that before. But then there's other rumours that she's actually buried like, in the Midlands where the battle was. And there's all these other people. that are like, i dug up some buttons. i I got, a, I got some gold with them. It's Boudicca. And like, <laughs> nobody has like, actually like, confirmed it yet
0: how would they even confirm it it's not like you can check dental records well or they DNA. found
1: in this documentary they found these three skeletons and then they found all this jewellery buried with them mm. and it was like the jewellery was time dated to the first the first century AD which is when Boudicca was around it was all like made of gold and something else that was like just normal civilians didn't have Yeah, couldn't get their hands on and uh because of some of the bits of jewellery they believe that that was where Boudicca was laid to rest. Mm. But because the the bodies were discovered in like the 19th century, they went, oh, we'll keep the treasure. We'll just get rid of these skeletons. Jeez. But they can carbon date a skeleton. And they do it all the time. They
0: can carbon date it so they know when it
1: was from, but it could be anyone buried oh, it there could with be, treasure. But then you, you have to do a bit of detective work and be like, would they be buried with this? Would they be buried yeah. with that? How would they be buried? And then they can look at the bones because like a, like a lot of these... Um, what's the word begins with A? When you dig up stuff, and... archaeologists, archaeology programs I watch, they're always <laughs> getting the bones and being like, "Oh, as you can see, this massive scrape down this yeah. bone is because they were hacked with an axe, and that's how they were that's how they were <laughs> killed." So you know they know their shit. They know they can. I don't think they'll ever definitively say right. This but is, like, they this can make a strongly good. educated guess. Yeah, yeah, they can yeah. get like ninety percent of the way. Of yeah, it. but. I think It's fascinating that, like, the was Romans she buried with her with her
0: um chariot. I don't so know. I've heard that before that she was buried he with her chariot, or that's he one of the theories yeah, that she, she was me. buried
1: with her chariot because she's like synonymous with a chariot, yeah. Because the Romans had given up using chariots like 100 years before, mm. but the Britons were just like,
2: Wow, this is chariot. amazing, yeah.
1: <laughs> but apparently, when when um when Caesar first came, it was Caesar, I think, yeah, Caesar first came. <clears throat> they um they struck the same deal that the Romans struck with everyone, which is you can still believe in your gods, you still rule this bit of land, but ultimately we are in control and you'll pay us tax. Mm. So all of that massive Roman Empire, it wasn't like, right, you're all Catholics now, because I mean the Roman Empire was around before Catholicism as yeah. so well. But it was like you do you do you, you just pay us tax. <laughs> just pay us tax, yeah. And uh it worked for a long, long time. People were like Oh, I don't mind giving you a bit of money. You're you just going to leave just us leave alone leave me in peace, yeah. yeah. And then eventually the taxes got put up and put up and put up, and then people started revolting. But Boudica revolted because even though her husband had had that deal, like I am still in control of my lands, which was basically Norfolk, mm. was where they were. Um, and and they paid their taxes to the Romans. He like he wrote his will. He was like, right, my daughters are going to be in charge. When I die, and they're going to share this land with Nero. And then the Romans were like, You're dead. Fuck that. I don't care about your wife. Your <laughs> wife is nothing, mate. So they humiliated her by like flogging her. They raped her daughters. They'd really like did some horrific shit to them and were like, Right, you're done. You're broken. You're Off you you go. not going to do anything. Off you pop. And then Boudica went to all of her people and was just like, all Right, we need to uprise. And I think they were a bit 50 uh, 50 about it until. <laughs> The Druids coming on. <laughs> apparently, back in the day, they used to believe that hares, like rabbit mm, hares, yeah. were um, the god of the god of victory. I can't remember his. Oh, okay, the, <laughs> the name begins with A. But it was like it was like half past twelve last night when I was watching this. And I can't remember. <laughs> but hares are like the god of victory to the ancient Britons. So apparently, like the the ritual was put the hair down. And then, if the hair walked one way, you were going to be victorious. If the hair was going to walk the other way, you're not. So she put the hair down, the hair walked the right way. They all thought they were going to be victorious. And then, so all the tribes, the Trimavants and the Icing mm. and other tribes, they didn't go and they didn't name all the other tribes. So I was desperately listening out to, you to find <laughs> names of tribes. But they all got together. And like in the final battle, apparently, like, Boudica's army was like 200,000 200, naked men. <laughs> <laughs> and um
0: two hundred thousand swinging dicks. Yeah. Although probably not because they fought in the Midlands and it's always fucking yeah. cold up yeah. there, so <laughs> two
1: hundred knobs. Two hundred thousand little turtle heads. Yeah. And uh the Romans only had like 10,000 troops, mm. but because the Romans were, were trained, they were tactically adept, yeah, they had better weapons. Apparently, they only lost like 400 people, yeah, whereas the Britons lost like 70 <laughs> to 80 thousand people. <laughs> it's nuts, right? Yeah, I mean, I know they got that whole style where they like a bit like the Spartans where they put the shields up and then they work their way around it, but still, you'd think 200,000 against 10, you would, they would just outnumber them. And just run them over, right? Yeah,
0: just like with, with sheer weight of numbers. But it's the same. With the, the The British Empire repeated it in like Zululand when they when they when we start building our yeah. empire across the globe. And um, aside, obviously, from the the famous Roach Drift, uh, not was it, Roach Drift? That was that was where they held out. The previous one to that, where basically this huge column of British soldiers was wiped out by the Zulus. Oh, okay, um, and that was because it was. <laughs> You be, didn't have to be uh, good to be in charge. You oh, just okay. had to be noble. Oh, and if okay. you're one of the nobles, you basically got a commission, and the general in charge was, was fucking useless. Didn't like take notice of the fact that there were hundreds of thousands of Zulu warriors trailing his little um, column of troops, and yeah. they basically got wiped out. Oh, okay. And then the film Zulu, obviously with Michael Caine yeah. and what have you, was the aftermath of that because they were left there to defend the, the, the little hospital yeah. they'd set up Um and they broke the Zulu army when they charged them because they just like kept shooting them and stuff.
1: I've just got visions of like Hugh Laurie playing any character he played in um, Blackadder, <laughs> just being like the general. Tallyho, troops! Tell Don't worry about them. <laughs> they won't come near us. We are the Great British Empire. It was more like Stephen Fry's <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. general. What's his name? Yeah. yeah, they were all like that just back Hugh, then. Hugh Laurie was—he was always like noble, but he was always just dumb. Dumb. He couldn't do it. anything. Yeah, yeah dumb I, I as fuck. That. Yeah, I, I love see. Blackadder I've
0: got to watch that I get to watch
1: some Blackadder when
0: no we went problem. when we went on holiday um, back in October yeah. um, we had some time to kill sort of like late one afternoon before we did anything in the evening and I was like oh well I've got my laptop bag I'll see what I've got on the hard drive literally the only thing I had on there was the Blackadder collection oh, that's not bad <laughs> so we sat there and watched a few episodes of um, the second one is it the second one with the Prince Regent and what have you. Yeah. yeah watched watch a couple of episodes of that and I was like, God damn. It's I so love Black yeah, <laughs> Um
1: Right. I got there's probably more stuff to talk about with Boudicca, but you know, this isn't a but, history podcast. Yeah, we're already thirty minutes in. So we've done great women in history. We've done yeah. Okay. Next up, of the greatest hits of Tajik twenty twenty one. Cryptids.
0: Cryptids, yeah, I knew that. Now I'm
1: doing <laughs> I thought I'd come back firing with cryptids. I'm doing A list cryptid, mm-hmm. one of the most well known cryptids in the world. But.
0: What? Even more well known than the Rat Man of South End? It's, oh, <laughs>
1: it's almost immeasurably more well known than the Rat <laughs> Man of South End. Now, unlike the Rat Man of South End, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, where there was barely any information, there's a shit ton of information on this cryptid, right? Okay. So I thought I would just focus on the origin story.
0: Oh, origin story. The secret.
1: I've never heard this origin story with, before. With great
0: power comes great
1: responsibility. <laughs> I was going to say, with um, with great gills comes great swimming ability. <laughs> Are we doing the Creature from the Black Lagoon? No, we're doing the origin of the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, okay. There's a lot of shit out there about the of Loch Ness so Monster. Much. I could have filled this book with an intro about yeah. the Loch Ness Monster. So I thought, you know, I'm trying to keep it to the point. And then see what discussions you know, come off of it. So <laughs> that we had a great Zulu conversation just now. Okay. <laughs> so I thought I'd go for the origin of the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. Right. <clears throat> in August 1933, the Courier published the account of George Spicer's alleged sighting. Public interest skyrocketed with countless letters being sent in describing a monster fish, a sea serpent, and a dragon, with the final name settling on the Loch Ness Monster. Since the 1940s, the creature has been affectionately called Nessie. The earliest report of a monster in the vicinity of Loch Ness appears in the life of Saint, Saint Columba, by Adnom Nan, Adomnan, Adomnan, Adomnan. <laughs>
0: hey, here's no idea. Read your notes back before we get to the episode. <laughs> I did, I
1: wrote these notes. This is worrying me. It's not like I'm reading this off Wikipedia. Did you just go,
0: write me some notes.
2: I even (laughs) wrote
1: it phonetically. I could put the little line in so I knew how to pronounce it. (laughs) The earliest report of a monster in the vicinity of Loch Ness appears in The Life of St. Columba by Adomnan, written in the 6th century AD. According to Adomnan, Irish monk St. Columba was staying in the land of the Picts with his companions when he encountered local residents burying our man by the river Ness. They explained that the man was swimming in the river when he was attacked by a water beast that mauled him and dragged him underwater despite their attempts to rescue him by boat. Columba sent a follower to swim across the river. The beast approached him but Columba made the sign of the cross and said go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. The creature stopped as if it had been pulled back with ropes before fleeing. Columba's men and the pig's gave thanks for what they perceived as a miracle. Believers in the monster point to this story as evidence of the creature's existence as early as the 6th century. Skeptics question the narrative's reliability, noting that that water-beast stories were common during the medieval times and ad tale probably recycles a common motive attached to a local landmark. It is considered that this is the most serious of various alleged sightings of the monster. It is believed that all other claimed sightings before 1933 are dubious and do not prove a monster tradition before that date. Um, there is a lot more information out there about Boudica and the Loch Ness monster, and I suggest doing research if you're at all interested. <coughs> <laughs> but it basically like they were burying a man, and he was like, "What happened here?" And he's like, "Oh well, you know, the water beast got him. Water beast he got him." Was like, Water beast? I don't believe in no water beast. Oi, water beast, you say. Get in the water. Swim over there. And apparently the beast came.
0: I love the fact that like old St. Columba is all like, I'm not going in there, lad. You, boy, yeah. you swim across there. You can get eaten by the water beastie. And it's just like, okay. It's just, it's just like, oh, fuck off, mate. It, you're the you're the, the
1: priest, the saint guy. You swim, yeah. walk across it. you the Jesus thing. Yeah, surely you're protected by God, right? Yeah. God's not going to let anything bad happen to you. I'm relying on you doing it. And you're
0: Irish, you're probably drunk.
1: Now, whilst I am undecided on the validity <laughs> of the Loch Ness Monster, I I think this story uh, rings false <laughs> because of the religious aspect. Yeah. Because to me, although they're saying this is the first ever mentioned, this is the, or the secret origin story of the Water Beast, <laughs> to me, it seems like someone kind of heard like a local story about, oh, don't go near that lake. There's a, there's there's a, a beast in, in there. there yeah. kind of thing you tell your kids to keep them from swimming Yeah. before they, you know, they know how to swim. And then someone was like, oh, I can take this and I can throw in the angle of God and how I made the sign yeah. on the cross and how it backed off. And then everyone will believe it was a miracle and everyone will believe in God.
0: Yeah. The thing is, the church is, is renowned for doing that, taking other people's stories, adding a bit of God in there and claiming it as their own. Yeah. So... Yeah, I would say the story itself is probably bullshit because most biblical stuff is. Yeah. But because that story is bullshit doesn't mean it something didn't happen. No. It just didn't happen that way. like that. Yeah, it you know. probably
1: happened right up until the point that he made the sign of the cross and God came and saved them and <laughs> um, you know. The the magical sky wizard came and, down and was like get gone, water beast. And everyone believed it was a miracle, yeah.
0: What's well, more likely is old St. Columbus, like, you boy, you go swimming across that lake. And mate, you going off there and just like fucking drowned. And he was like, y'all didn't see that. Yeah. None of you fuckers saw that. What you saw was a miracle. You saw a fucking miracle. You boy, you swam across there. Not him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just enjoy him doing my Irish yeah, accent. I'm enjoying listening. <laughs> um, it's only because one of the guys I was sailing with last night is Irish. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, how, where do you land on the validity of the Loch Ness Monster? Because um, I've, I've heard some stories. I've heard they're saying it's like a prehistoric dinosaur. Or yeah, I've also something. heard it's, it's you know,
0: it was a duck. It was a piece of driftwood. It oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, an eel. It was this. It was that. It was a dead cow. One That's of the them.
1: stuff that the losers say, though, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those ones I'd like to think is, or at least was, real. Um But, yeah, there's so much... Like you said, there's so much information about it and so much of it is just utter guff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the whole George Spicer thing... George Spicer didn't actually exist. Oh, okay. It was somebody else. Yeah, it was somebody else. And they were like, well, no one's going to believe my... You know, me, Joe Blog's nobody. Yeah. So they made up this George Spicer character who was a surgeon from London um, and sent it to the paper saying, yeah, George Spicer, a surgeon from London, respected surgeon from London. But I think it was then revealed what 10 years ago or something that this George Spicer character didn't actually exist. It was someone else that had taken the photo, but because they knew they wouldn't be taken seriously and nobody would publish it. They made up this effectively a pseudonym that would get published. Um, Okay. but then there's been various ones that have been proven to be hoaxes and people have come out and said, yeah, that picture I took 40 years ago. It wasn't actually Nessie. It was, it was a duck with a bit of wood stuck on the back and it was perspective and all that bullshit. Um, yeah, I would like to think there was something. I don't think there is now.
1: My favourite myth surrounding Loch Ness is that at the bottom of Loch Ness is the portal. <laughs> the portal is a portal. Sorry, not the portal. <laughs> the portal. Because according to this, there's there's various portals <laughs> around the world, but right at the bottom of the ocean is the portal to another dimension. And so that yes, every so often it just yeah. swims up.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like the idea that one of the caves at the bottom, because apparently there are various caves down there. Um, pardon me leads out to the sea or lead, leads to a, a, a subterranean ocean oh, okay. where they think that you know something like a, plio, a, a pod right. or whatever, yeah, a yeah, all, has yeah. survived the, the, the extinction of everything else. Basically, There's this own little ecosystem and every so often one of them finds its way out through this thing, comes up here and goes, oh man, don't like this, and fucks off back yeah. down again.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, there's so many different theories on it. yeah. That, yeah. I mean, there was, there was a thing, of all of all, of all uh, things to see it on. Uh, Jack Whitehall, Travels with My
1: Father. Oh, okay. I've seen the first season.
0: It uh, they, was they, they was, the last one uh, oh. was done late last year, I think. And they went to, It was around the UK, obviously, because oh, okay. of all the travel restrictions yeah, while yeah. they were filming. They stayed in the UK. And they went up to Loch Ness. Um, and they were hanging out with some guy who basically... Gave up his his job and everything and and his family and all that and moved to live on the side of the lock and he's basically a Nessie watcher, okay. and he was he he was like yeah you yeah, know we go out and whenever there's scientific expeditions they basically hire him as like a local guide and shit oh, right. and he had a bunch of sonar things and scans and the the what they call them, audiogram thoughts things where oh, they
2: okay.
0: listen to the the noise in the water and he was showing it was like this is my prized possession sort of thing and it was just just like framed picture of one of these like a sonar scan sort of thing. And he's like, yeah, look, this is, this is basically an unexplained noise,
2: yeah,
0: thought to be biological, found in the lock, it was recorded, there's no explanation for it, you know, and he was like, you know, they compared it to stuff falling into water, rocks, subterranean earthquakes, known animals, and he was like, yeah, he said it would have to be something the size of like a fucking sperm whale or something oh. to make that noise, and he's um, he was like, oh, wow, have you ever seen it? He was like, no, I've never actually seen it, he said, but... Done nice. this, and they do sonars, they do all this, all this cool, clever stuff. That must be
1: in, in some ways, it must be amazing to just have this unfettered belief, yeah, in something that you can dedicate your entire life to. I wish I had that mindset yeah. that I could be like, No,
0: no, it's this is what I'm doing, this
1: is what I'm doing, and you know, I will dedicate the rest of my life to this, and it won't be in vain. But <laughs> the flip side of that is. On his deathbed, do you think <laughs> at any moment he's going to stop and think, wasted my life looking for Nessie?
0: I think what's going to happen is Nessie will rise up while he's on his deathbed, deathbed and just eat him. Oh, okay. That's, that's my thing. Or he's, he won't have a deathbed because he'll be out there one day and Nessie will just go,
1: Aah! and but just chomp. If you dedicated your entire life to finding one particular cryptid, and you weren't out there just looking for signs of any old thing. You're looking for one You're looking for one thing. specific cryptid, an A-list cryptid. <laughs> That's been been around since the sixth century, and no one has proven it, right? But you think, in your mind, I am the person. I am going to find this if I spend enough time at this lake. (laughs) I ditch my family. (laughs) I have no life whatsoever. I just spend all my time at this lake. Surely, I will get a glimpse, and then you hit your deathbed. You die,
0: and you are like, like, I never found it. I've uh, wasted my life, and then die. Yeah, but to be honest, anyone can do that with anything. You, know, you get to your deathbed and you haven't had this one focus, this soul focus, this overriding belief. You get to the end and you're like, oh, I've wasted my life. I never dedicated myself to anything.
1: Yeah, but if you're not dedicating yourself to one thing, then you're open to, like, you know, having a family and <laughs> friends, recording <laughs> <to> the podcast. <laughs> yeah, podcasts, bands, social you get, life. Mate, you
0: get to your deathbed and you're like, oh, God, I wasted so much time talking filth on the podcast and now I'm dying. Ah.
1: Never. Never, no, <laughs> never none. gonna happen. Not one second of this is wasted when that's I wake how, up. That's how he's gonna go, guys. It'll yeah. be there
0: in like the fucking on, on his hospital bed, and the, his last request will be, "Play Touching until I get until I die," and it'll just be episodes of Touching on repeat. And by then, there'll be about a thousand of
1: them. And My final words will be a command to to, to one of the nurses: get yourself ninety percent there. <laughs> <laughs> Find what you love. Laugh?
0: <laughs> Believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just respected her for making coffee.
1: <sighs> so, <coughs> is there any part of you that feels like, in your lifetime, you need as a as a cryptozoologist in training, you need to visit Loch Ness? To,
0: I would like to visit Loch Ness. Yeah, like just to, to say, it's one of those places I'd like to go.
1: Not as a cryptozoologist, just just to go. Just to yeah, I don't think in that there. in my
0: my brief visit to, to Loch Ness, I'm going to suddenly get
1: irrefutable <laughs> proof. Could you imagine? right? Could you fucking imagine? This guy has dedicated his entire fucking life to it, right? And you turn up for ten minutes because Cody's moaning about something, so you have to get in the car and go and, and go and get him food or something, <laughs> and you pay no... Th- in that 10 minutes, you basically. Nessie just waves up <laughs> on the shore. Yeah, and then, and then the bloke's gone to the toilet and he comes back, and you're like, No, so
0: And there's just like video footage of yes. us feeding Nessie like fucking sandwiches or he's something. Like,
1: my whole life. My whole life my whole is life, ruined. I go to the toilet once, and this cryptozoologist in training, <laughs> not even a proper professor, a yeah, cryptozoologist in training he was only here 10 minutes and he fed Nessie, got selfies, he's now going to make the billions that come off the back. Make of...
0: the billions because I took a picture of Nessie. I mean, I don't think you'd make billions. If
1: you had video footage of Nessie coming out of the, the lock, like bowing its head down to you and you rubbing its. mate, you would be a fucking, you'd have tens of millions. Right, oh, maybe not billions.
0: You'd you'd make you'd make money you'd selling sell the story You'd sell that
1: footage all over the world. Yeah. You'd get documentaries. You could sell the yeah. rights to the the Nessie story to <laughs> Hollywood. I Nessie... could
0: oh, just imagine the Nessie story. Uh, in the Nessie story, I want to be played by Brad Pitt.
1: Okay, <laughs> so Brad Pitt wakes up in his suburban house. <laughs> he spends he spends his morning with his know, wife,
0: Andy Circus. <laughs>
1: And his wife Andy Circus, who's just like you know C-CG. CG <laughs> CG he's in the suit with all the little bits on it <laughs> but in the film is a hot a hot woman it's just Andy CG woman she's just an anime character yeah. <laughs> that Andy Circus is playing on <laughs> and uh, he wakes up he does 10 minutes of cryptozoologist training before he puts the family in the car <laughs> and he drives to Scotland in yeah. 10 minutes <laughs> but during that ten minutes, they they have at least three wacky adventures on the way to London <laughs> Yeah. You would if if you had you were the only person on earth with legit footage. You'd make you'd have you you could make ten million. You'd ha-
0: I'd have to get Amy to film it as well because if you had the one people were claiming oh, it's it's you know it's fake, it's CG, it's whatever, yeah. it's been all altered. If you had two from different angles, you, it becomes suddenly becomes much more believable. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that... Yeah, that would be awesome, doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, if you just turned up... Just me be there, like... just, like, splashing in the water. see ham sandwich!
1: <laughs> yeah. And just oh. comes up... Like, clear <laughs> soaring up onto the fucking beach. <laughs> the bloke comes from the toilet. He's like, I've tried everything. What? What did you do? And you're like, ham sandwich. I splashed a ham sandwich in the water, mate. It's like it's like fucking prehistoric yeah. pleasaurs love ham sandwich damn you paleontologists i bought him pig carcasses i've bought him <laughs> goats i even did the jurassic park thing where the where i trained the goat <laughs> and then i come back in the morning and the goat's gone the goat was gone you ham fucking are you fucking kidding me ham sandwich, sandwich. well with butter
0: <laughs> my trick is you probably double layer of butter Pleasures love butter Pleasaurus love butter
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) The old man can be played by
0: Jeremy Irons
1: Yes yes. So this film stars Jeremy Irons Brad Pitt CG anime woman Who's playing Cody I
0: was just thinking now Who's going to play Cody Warwick Davis (laughs) I don't know any child actors And he's about the right height Yup, yup.
1: <laughs> Who's the guy that played Tyrion Lannister? <laughs> oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they, at one point, the camera just cuts to him and he's just got a can of coke and he shrinks up and goes, I drink and no, no shings. <laughs> and he just cuts back. <laughs> and then, and then in the, behind the scenes, there's just hours of footage of him complaining like, that's my one line. You just stole my one line from Game of Thrones. Why the fuck am I doing this? Like we're paying you. I'm right? playing
0: a seven year old child. They, why they, they wouldn't even say that. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Look, shut up, Peter Dinklage. Just do it. <laughs> That's
0: his name. Yeah. Just, just do the line and shut up. Wear your Minecraft hoodie. Do
1: the line. Shut up. Listen, we're completing the trilogy. First was Game of Thrones. <laughs> then it was Endgame. Now you're in <laughs> Nessie, <laughs>
0: Rooney, the Nessie story. Rooney x Nessie, a love story for the ages. Touching presents Rooney
1: x Nessie. Nessie. Touching Theatre presents.
2: (laughs) Oh my god!
1: Oh see, I knew if I bought an ad, I knew the I thought the Boudicca one was like we'd just skip through that because I didn't know if you'd have much to say about Boudicca But I knew once I got to to Cryptids, you'd be able to get involved.
0: That we'd be be planning a movie starring Brad Pitt and Jeremy (laughs) Irons. Yeah. and Andy Serkis,
1: Andy Serkis. <laughs> but he's not allowed to get his face on screen <laughs>
0: yeah, <it's> just... <laughs> this is that like a full on CG anime girl with like the massive eyes and the blue hair
1: <laughs> tentacles no yes yes you lose your wife to Nessie because <laughs> Nessie's got tentacles <laughs>
0: Plesiosaur yeah. don't have. Oh Sorry. my God! He smacked the microphone. Sorry, we're still
1: recording. Yeah, <laughs> your your wife in the film. The plesiosaur <laughs> don't have tentacles. This is why your wife has to be CG. Because eventually, because Nessie has 10 we're gonna uh, use some creative license and give Nessie tentacles. <laughs> and your CG wife gets so turned <laughs> on by, the, by, the, by the Nessie tentacles that when Nessie goes back into the water, she's riding Nessie, and they. <laughs> This might might just be the weirdest podcast we've ever done. Yeah. Right, next up. Next up. Another one of your favourite things. The paranormal. Ooh. Ooh. See, we're doing all the greatest hits. Oh, shit. It's not plugged in. We need to have more stuff like this. We need to have more production value to our podcast. (laughs) It's brilliant. Right. Have you ever heard of... The Battersea poltergeist. Yes. Oh, you have. I have. Do you know stuff? Not a lot. No, well, I know of it. That's about I was it. Really, you'd get involved in it. <laughs> <Right. clears throat> a recent study suggests Britain has more ghosts than any country on Earth, apart from America. Whether you believe in the paranormal or not, the UK does seem to have more than its fair share of hauntings. Today, we will discuss the Battersea poltergeist. In 1956, in a semi-detached home in Battersea, South London, the Hitchings. Family began hearing strange, unexplained bangs and scratching sounds. Some of the noises were so loud they could be heard by the whole street. Objects began... Sorry, I never have
0: gas. <laughs> you never have gas until you start talking. Until and then I it's start
1: like... talking when the mic's recording and then suddenly I get <sighs> gas. <clears throat> Objects began moving without being touched. Pots and pans were thrown out of the seemingly empty rooms. Bed sheets flew off beds without warning and slippers were seen walking across the floor. As time wore on, the haunting spanned a period of 12 years. The residents of 63 Wycliffe Road named the presence Donald. The case became front page news, with much of the attention focused on Shirley, the teenage daughter of Wally and Kitty Hitchings, who found herself at the centre of the paranormal activity. This This case captured imaginations enough that it was discussed in the House of Commons. Scrawled writing appeared on the walls. Fires were started out of thin air and a handwritten note was found that read, Shirley, I come. But it's spelled C-O-M-E.
0: Okay. That's worth worth pointing out on this podcast. On this podcast, yeah.
1: Shirley has recounted that all the strangeness began when she (laughs) found a silver key on her pillow. Her and her father tried various locks in their home but couldn't find one the key fit. But that night... We got the full extent of what it was, she said. It was horrendous and very frightening. It started about midnight and there was a bang, bang. Things were thrown around and I just clung onto my dad. When the activity was at its worst, the family attempted an exorcism. They were going to get in touch with him and they, you know, they were going to send him into the light, Shirley said. But we never got through it because there was a bang, bang at the door and the police were there with the press. Someone had tipped them off. And it actually went to Parliament that black magic was happening in London. Mm. Shirley doesn't know where Donald ended up or if he's still out there. After marrying her husband, she moved in 1965 with her husband to Bognor Regis, where Donald followed them. Three years later, he fell silent, but not before leaving a last message with Shirley's parents. He bid the family goodbye. (laughs) First of all... Wally and Kitty. Yeah, I know.
0: I mean, there are some names that you don't get these days.
1: Well, what are they short for? Like, say, so Walter and Catherine. I assume so. Yeah, but, but you, you and Kitty. don't.
0: You don't meet a girl named Kitty off of a uh, unless it's on a fucking forum yeah. or a porn website because that's the only places or like a strip club Fur- the only places they go by the name kitty
1: special furby group on facebook <laughs> furry group on facebook and
0: nobody goes by the name <coughs> wally these days no god no except wally west in the flash but
1: that's about it. the only person i've ever
0: heard of <laughs> and that's because that was the name that's come up with in the 60s yeah. so yeah it's it's another one of those um poltergeist hauntings like the infield haunting yeah. um where it's focused around a teenage girl. Yeah. And the other explanation I've seen for these sorts of hauntings is that it's, it's latent. Um, Sexual energy. It, no, it's, it's latent. It's a, a not psychological, not psychological psychokinetic energy from the, the teenager that they're generating oh, okay. this stuff without realizing it's not an actual spirit. It is. Uh, it's focused around the girl. Um, and she is unknowingly doing this with her brain basically. Oh, okay, so um, she's like an X man, yeah, like that sort of thing.
1: Oh, okay, so she's which is why it down. always
0: happens when they come into their teens, yeah. and then it goes away once they like settle down, basically, and get out of those hormonal
1: years. So what, what, okay, so this one says started in nineteen fifty six and ended in nineteen sixty five. So there's what twelve years. Twelve, twelve years. It says twelve there. years. Twelve years, isn't Yeah. I'll You read years. that out. It says twelve years <laughs> in the article, but now I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's actually uh, nine years. Um, <laughs> but the article said 12. But Oh, no, apparently she moved in on it. She moved in 65. And then three years later, like, year, like, yeah, yeah. it stopped. Okay, so it is 12. So they can count. That's
0: yeah. good, yeah. Um, again, I would. it's one of those things I would like to see firsthand.
1: Yeah, I Because
0: think... it doesn't matter how many reports you see, especially from back then, because stuff was... These days, you know, you could you could... Cover the entire house with motion sensors, fucking EMF devices, cameras, the works. So anything that happens, you would see it would be recorded in, you know, fucking 4K. So everything would be covered. Back then, it was all like shaky fucking hand cameras and not even decent cameras. You know, we're talking about fucking... uh, Film. Yeah, like Super 8 and shit like that. Or like dodgy fucking old school film cameras and Polaroids and all that nonsense. And it's like... Or tape recordings. That's the other one I've heard a lot oh, of. Yeah. And it's a tape recording, but because th- the quality was so bad because they were just like the fucking C90 cassettes you got in WH Smiths whacked into one of those little fucking portable cassette oh, players. Yeah. I have one of them. Yeah. And then they recorded interviews and noises with that. And most of what you can hear is sh- yeah. just from the background noise from the technology. So it's like, yeah, you can you can read all the reports and that. And that, I don't get me wrong. The people that say they saw these, I believe yeah. that they saw or they think they saw something. Yeah. yeah. But I don't like to disbelieve it because I really like the idea that there could be ghosts in the world. Yeah, me too. But
1: yeah. We need some more solid
0: print, I need, right? I, I would need to see it myself or, like you say, something solid to something I could see irrefutably.
1: This, this and the Anfield Polargeist both strike me as stuff that could easily be faked. Yeah, like they're like it wrote on the walls, and it's like well, fifteen-year-old girls get angry at their parents. Yeah, you know, right on the walls and want excuses. Right on the walls. Suddenly, Stuff it wasn't yeah. yeah, like I really do feel like as well, it was probably far easier to sell a story of a poltergeist in the fifties and sixties. Yes, today you've got like you got people make putting out articles in a Daily Star like my ghost lover is upset with me because I <laughs> talked about them on TV, and it's like. And then you get dickheads like us through podcasts where we just laugh at them. We just laugh at them, But in the yeah. 50s and the 60s, you, you say, oh, I've got poltergeist in my house. And people suddenly, it's front page news. Yeah, because if someone came out and was like,
0: no, I have a poltergeist in my house, people were like, well, no sensible person would do this. Because there wasn't the obsession yeah. with their five minutes of fame yeah. back then. You know, There was no, there was no fucking Instagram. At all. There was no social media. So, there, you know people doing that you were less likely they, they didn't want to get famous they didn't yeah. want to be noticed they wanted the problem dealt with so if people came forward with that then it was either you know there were people that did it yeah you know, and they, they 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 hoaxed these things because they did want they were trying to make money out of it or whatever but you needed really the whole family to be in on it yeah um and I'm not aware of any like counter claims against them. Like people say, oh no, no yeah. No, no. I one... spoke. I spoke to Wally, and he said, yeah, yeah, we're doing this for the money or the exposure or whatever.
1: I read like six or seven articles that were all basically the same, all contained the same information. But yeah. None of them said oh, skeptics believe. Skeptics or, believe yeah. that
0: such and such. Yeah. It
1: was all very. A lot of the articles come across as like, oh no, we believe. Yeah. And I, there's a pre- there's a predominant amount of articles out there at the moment about this. Because Radio 4 have just started a podcast investigating it.
0: I did wonder why I was seeing stuff popping up about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that explains it. Yeah. And so when I when I typed in, uh, you know, famous British hauntings, this was one of the first <laughs> few to <that> come <laughs> up. And I was like, oh, okay. I can, <laughs> I, I can talk about this with Mernie. There's there's a slight chance he might know about we it. We
0: need to do, like, I don't know about this year, because there might still be stupid bloody COVID restrictions and stuff in oh, place. Yeah. But we need to do, like, a paranormal road trip around the UK. <sighs> because there's several I I very nearly right, even
1: better idea (laughs) can we visit haunted castles
0: there's not that many and they're all really Mm. far apart (laughs) I mean technically
1: alright it's fine I'll do two road trips this year
0: (laughs) I I nearly dragged uh, Amy and Cody to oh god I can't remember the name of the place there's a church up in Norfolk the one I've spoken about before with Black Shuck coming in and the lightning and all that and it St Mary's of Bungay. Um and it turned out it was about five or six miles off of the, when we went up uh that way yeah. in October. I was like, well on the way back, depending on what time we leave and how I'm feeling at the time, I might want to divert there because the scorch marks are apparently still on the door frame oh, okay. of the of the church. And I was like, I'd like to visit it and, you know, get some pictures and what have you. And it was like, yeah, okay, but then when it came to it on the day, I was like I'm knackered I just want to yeah. go home because it's cold and I've got a long fucking drive to do yeah, we so
1: stopped at Stonehenge on the way from Glastonbury it was <laughs> awesome
0: yeah it's one of those things I'd like to do yeah. stop there like that so it'd be really cool to do like a road trip around
1: the, the country yeah, visiting absolutely. places like
0: yeah, that that would be fun that would be pretty cool and what we'll
1: do is we'll record it all and then we won't just let the, all, all the footage and yeah, it's still seven. there
0: and I am still working on it but I need yeah I need to find some time to actually do it I should have done it this week really But
1: I think in future I think we go back and do it again and then, and then we do it on like the Saturday night and then on a Sunday we get together and talk get about it get together and do it yeah. But we don't have video I think video video's complicating everything we can bring the video with us but we oh, won't yeah, put the yeah. video out we just have one audio recorder just do the audio yeah. one or two audio recorders so you have far less stuff to actually go through yeah,
0: yeah. it did take a while <laughs> or
1: or we don't take clips and stuff we just do the entire podcast as like we get in the car on the way there.
0: Oh, and just actually do the podcast. as yeah, So that you, evening, when you pick me up,
1: because obviously you're going because you're not going to let me drive you anyway. Nope. You before we drive away, you introduce the podcast. And then we just be a much better way start of doing it, it on the journey there. Yeah. And then we walk around, we do it, and then we walk back to the car, we look out for doggers, and then <laughs> we and then when I get out end, <laughs> when you drop me off at my house at the end, I'm like, fine what you love, believing in it, positive things that. would be a
0: much better way of doing it, yeah. And we just idea. and
1: it's just it's more like the Christmas special.
0: Yeah. <coughs> and then right. you just edit out any bits where we
1: edit out the the boring bits or yeah, what have you. Yeah, where we get off topic and start talking about Christmas presents and stuff.
0: Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Cool. Well, the listeners don't need to listen to us planning our next special episode.
1: <laughs> well, why not? It's like behind the curtain.
0: Behind the curtain. See how we made this episode that you'll never hear because I haven't finished editing
1: Fair. it yet. <laughs> it's only been like four months. Four? It was August. It wasn't. I swear it was August when we went out. Was it? It was the night before oh, no, we she, recorded with Lou, so whenever that episode came out. It yeah. was the day before. It was a long time ago. Because I remember... Yeah. I, was... I
0: keep thinking it was October, but the goal was to get it out for October. October. Yeah,
1: for, for Halloween. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. All right, smart ass. I don't know. You you told me about... So just about a month before that, you were like, right, I want to level things up. I want to start doing new stuff with a podcast. So I arranged all these guests. I did a Christmas special. All kinds of stuff, and... And this is just... Still we thinning. did it,
0: but yeah, I just haven't finished it yet. <laughs> I'm a busy boy.
1: Shut up. So if you woke up in the night to like bangs and clangs and oh, no, fuck slippers walk that. around the house, like, would you... What would you do? Would you call the police? Would you call a paranormal? I'd probably call Richie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be totally honest, he'd probably be the first person I called. Richie, put your Ghostbusters costume on. I'm coming to pick you up. <laughs> There's to pick a you legit up. ghost in my I've house. got
0: actual ghost in my house. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. He's like dude i just i just draw comics about it and no and cosplay he up. knows
0: all about it. he does he does less cosplaying than he does actually talking about ghosts and the paranormal i know
1: have you seen his video he's like 2021 wrap-up video i have not no just want to shout it out it'll be somewhere on my facebook page if you want to go and scroll for it scroll through the bullshit and you can find richie's 2021 uh review richie quite good. 2021 review I mean, quite good. he talks about a lot of ghostbusters he talks about all the art he did last last year and yeah, he was talking Shouts about it the other Shouts of people out, yeah.
0: We were chatting about it. Watched it,
1: enjoyed it.
2: Yeah.
0: It's on my list of things to watch and enjoy. Let's
1: we'll see if we can, can get him three or four more views.
0: Yeah, everyone go and, list, go and look for Richie Crypt 2021 review. On YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. And yeah, tell him, tell him Touchig sent you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> tell him Reggie sent you. <clears throat> no, tell him I sent you. Cause right. Do you remember what you posted on Facebook yesterday? We no, shared I, on Facebook I, yesterday? I share a lot of shit. It's a picture of a guy with Joker makeup on his face. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, God. What was, <laughs> what was the statement in that? Oh, was
0: it me dressing up to go to work when there's a woman selling her farts online for 50k a
1: month or something? Women. <clears throat> woman. woman. Not women. Woman who quick job to live life as puppy gets in fight with another dog on street. A woman who quit her job to act like a puppy full-time has gone viral after being filmed getting into a fight with another dog. Um, Jenna Phillips goes by the name Puppy Girl Jenna and according to the Daily Star earns more than 700 grand from filming content for her, her OnlyFans subscribers of her acting as a puppy. 700 grand. That's absurd. The 21-year-old has filmed paid-only videos of her exploits, including some that show her playing fetch and drinking water from bowls. The clip that's gone viral on Jenna's TikTok, though, is a whole other animal. <laughs> In the video, which has been viewed more than 9.5 million times, Jenna crawls on the floor with a leash tied around her neck. One woman pretending to be a dog is strange enough, but it turns out she's not alone, because as the camera moves out, it turns out there's another woman being tied up like a dog by a barrier. The fuck man A standoff in shoes and the two of them stare at each other while letting out some feisty barking. A man then tells Jenna, no no no, come on, let's go. Hey Jenna, let's go. She looks up at the man apparently acting as her owner who commands, keep walking Jenna. Jenna captioned the video Luck Luck I was being held back. <laughs> For those familiar with what's known as Pop Kink, this might not be particularly new. For a lot of people it is however and the video has drawn a ton of comments not least from the real life Wolf of Wall Street himself Jordan Belfort. Uh, Belfort wrote What universe is this? (laughs) He wasn't the only only one stunned by the video with another commenter saying with everything that's been going on we need a hard reset on humanity. <laughs> People do everything for money, someone else added. Wallaford wrote, I am loving this. She needs more training. We left their pet outside alone. <laughs> Jen, Jenna gave up her job as an optician to become a full-time pup, having apparently felt like a dog since she was little. <laughs> After... <laughs>
0: Oh, if I had any faith left in humanity, this podcast is slowly eroding it.
1: (laughs) After going to a convention in Chicago, she took the plunge and started making content on OnlyFans, which she now charges uh, $20 or £15 a month for. (laughs) I feel like a dog, she explained at the time. I just want to roll around, play fetch, get head scratches, run around and play, all of that. I've always acted like a puppy, but not in a sexual way at first. I really love praise. I love hearing good girl. It makes my heart melt every time. Uh, Looking back on it now, it's kind of always been there. I just didn't know there was a scene. I just thought it was my personality. (laughs) Speaking of the broader scene, the Texas native said, when it comes to pet play, the majority of girls do kittens, foxes or rabbits. And the majority of puppies are men. I thought about it for a long time when I first got into pet play. I feel like a dog. So that's what I decided to be. Uh, Just, just why? And I just reiterate, she makes seven hundred grand by making videos of her pretending to be a puppy.
2: Right.
0: Got a new plan. And putting
1: them out on OnlyFans.
0: Touchyg Theatre presents Reggie the Hound. Yeah. <laughs> and you basically just I put colour on you. We walk around the streets of Harlow and you bark at people.
1: Oh, why well, don't just get some cool medieval clothes and giant sword and call everyone a cunt. <laughs> Because you'd get arrested for that. People, would oh, well, people
0: might pay to see you getting arrested. But is it a recurring thing we can do every month? Because after a certain point in time, you end up in prison. And then I don't think they're big on people making OnlyFans content oh, okay. while they're in prison. Okay, so we we'll definitely to... go with the hound, the dog hound. Not that friends. No, so, no. Oh,
1: crap. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have to get some knee pads.
0: You have to get some knee pads. Yeah, yeah get some, yeah. Yeah, get some of my buprenorphine as well. <laughs>
1: It's just this bit, right? This is the bit that I actually really wanted to discuss. God. I've always acted like a puppy, but not in a sexual way at first. <laughs> I really love praise. I love hearing good girl. It makes my heart melt every time. It's sexual, right? <laughs> It's a sexual thing, right?
0: Well, that means she says it wasn't sexual at first, which yeah. means that it clearly is now. Yeah,
1: although she doesn't come out and say it, it clearly is. But it's about... Dominance, and yeah, it's about being submissive, isn't yeah, it? Mate. She's a sub, and she likes being told "good girl" because it's like, yeah, the praise makes her wet. It's not, not yeah, I was gonna her say, it's not a heart that melts, yeah. mate. <laughs> I just wanted to make it sure. makes my vag gush every time. Yeah. Every time he says I'm a good girl, I have to, to squat, <laughs> and then he has to put down puppy training pads. <laughs> so, like, sometimes I think this podcast is a bit weird but then i realized that we've got to get weirder like she's got 9.5 million views on tiktok yeah, but for one get... video because she's being super weird you've either got to be kinky weird or crazy weird
0: we can be kinky neither weird. of these work neither neither of these mesh well with also being a, a, a respected Member of society, you know. Oh, okay. People, people at work can listen to my podcast, and they may look at me askance, but they won't refuse to talk to me because I dress like a puppy on the weekends.
1: Yeah, but I balanced it out. They talked about Boudica.
0: Spoke about Boudica. Then they did a whole bit where the two of them were just growling at each other like puppies. Yeah. You know, it's.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Will people pay money for us to do that? Good boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
0: just gushing here guys
1: $700,000 it's absurd 9.5 million views on one video I don't We've, we're we in debt <laughs> yeah. this podcast is in the red we haven't even got well actually by now we probably have got like four or five figures in I haven't checked since October 2020 so <laughs> but still we're not on millions of views and making hundreds of making thousands
0: making any money it's
1: fucking weird, right? It's,
0: maybe if we start telling everyone we're doing this in collars, yeah. we'll tell everyone we're wearing gimp suits, just with the zips open on our
1: mouths. We'll tell everyone we're dressed like the replacement guitarist in the band from today's film.
0: Yes, yeah. that's, it. that's what we'll do. We're, we're Spider 1 and Spider 2, and yeah. we're just wearing leather shawls that only cover our arms,
1: <laughs> and goddamn, our nipples are pointy. we got the word sex tattoo right across our stomachs sometimes we put colors on.
0: Although, to be fair, they're so stretched at the moment, you have to have your phone in widescreen to yeah. capture the spelling. Otherwise, it just thinks, S-E? S-E? Or it's E-S? just a big E. Yeah. You can't see the S and the X, because they're on the side of yeah. our pot bellies.
1: Can't see the X, sorry. It's disappeared under one of the rolls. <laughs> Bitches love dad bods. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally, oh, when I'm yeah. feeling real... Real kinky. I go out into the garden, cock my leg and do a shit. <laughs> I don't
0: wipe either. I just go back in the house. Just the other day, I saw a squirrel. Chased it barking for five minutes. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> Please, subscribe. Notice us, senpai.
1: From now on, I'm only going to eat my dinner out of bowls. <laughs> and on camera. hands-free. <laughs> oh, hang on, I've seen other people making money doing stuff hands-free. I do. <laughs> I'm sure if I have some some human food that looks like dog food in a bar and I'm like, and I just
0: some of that the the steak that you get the the braised steak that you get in tins, yes. Which I remember when um when I was at uni and I shared a house with um Courtman. Oh, jury, <laughs> jury, that's it. I was trying to think of the words you used the other month. Um He had some of that in oh, the cupboard, know. and I was like, that looks rank, and yeah. he. Got it out and and like poured it into a bowl and it literally was dog food. Dog food. It smelt like dog food. It looked like dog food. It's and this is coming like, from
1: a man that dog treats.
0: And this is coming from a man that uh, you make it out like I do it on a regular basis.
1: So like I have tried them to see what you it taste like. On the desk in front of you. What? They're, yeah, they're Ritz. Ritz. But, like, you know there's dog biscuits inside. They're that actually part. full of pedigree jump biscuits, just, but <laughs> you just don't want to get judged. <laughs> I don't want to get juried Yeah. <laughs> So, would you consider... (laughs) I knew this was coming. The pop life. (laughs) If if someone said to you, like, right, by the end of 2022, you'll be 500 grand richer. But you have to put out 50 videos, one a week, of you acting like a puppy. The videos don't have to be more than a minute. You don't have to go in public and do it. You don't have to do anything truly kinky. You just have to walk around all. Oh yeah, probably and bark.
0: Yeah, I'm very mercenarial. there aren't many yeah, things right. I won't do for the right amount of money. I know. And for... <laughs>
1: I'm constantly stepping in and being like, "No, we're not doing <laughs> we're that. We're
0: not doing that." <laughs> we're not well, yeah, I'd, probably, our I'd probably do that because then anyone that was like, "Oh my god, you fucking weirdo," be like, "Yeah, mate. Sorry, I'm just going to get in my Porsche."
1: The thing is, though, if you do it on OnlyFans, this is the trick, right? If you do it on OnlyFans, the only people that I mean, initially there'd have to be some kind of push to, to yeah. get people to know you're there doing it. Yeah, but after that initial push, <coughs> the only people that will know what you're doing are the people the that are paying, paying to do it. And so who it's wants like, to admit to paying?
0: Oh, uh, you're the weird dog. You're the weird dog person. Yeah, and you are dog lover sixty four, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, I know you, buddy. You pay me fifteen quid a month for that shit. So fuck right off. Yeah. So, I can see all the videos and photos you've downloaded, mate.
1: <laughs> I particularly like the fourth tribute you sent me last Yeah, week. yeah.
0: Ease up on the tribute pictures, yeah. mate. Your dick's looking a bit chafed.
1: And uh, too much calm will break your iPad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're splash proof,
1: not deluge proof. Perhaps wipe it off afterwards rather than leaving it on. <laughs> when it takes a butter knife to scrape <laughs> the dried remains from the screen of your iPad.
0: You've- You've it's, gone too far. It's semen, not a screen protector.
1: <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this on the way to work, Ash. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe that should be my stream gimmick. I'll do it in like I'll get one of those dog those those dog kink like face mask things, and just whenever we get attacked, I'll just be like woof
1: woof. Don't you just get a gimp mask and a leather suit and then just streaming that.
0: Yeah, I mean you say it like I don't already own
1: one. And you just call your call your show, bring out the gimp. Bring out the gimp, oh my god. And right at the beginning you just have Amy walking camera and go, Bring out
0: the GIMP and then you come no, in. And then I just horse. come in and I just like Yeah, and I don't talk it's just
1: Cody can ride you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not sexually, just like a horse.
0: Just like a horse. A bit pony play. <laughs> I actually know a girl who's who's quite openly into pony play. Is pony play where people ride her like a horse? Uh, no, she prefers. it I'm Not really it when sure what pony play is. It's where explained. one partner is is pretends to be a horse, basically. Oh, okay. And they have like they can get you can get like weird hoof hands and feet so they have to, and bridles and the the tassel things on their head. I'm not. She ch- doesn't like wearing it. She likes other people wearing it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So she likes to ride the horse.
0: Yeah, she's she's the she's the dom. I think. I think it's it her, but her mum actually did at one point have a live-in sub. I don't know the details. Like. I'm not
1: going to judge anyone. This is a kink-shaming free zone. And quite frankly, as long as it's legal, I don't give a fuck what you do yeah. to get your kicks. But do you think pony play is a direct result of growing up in a house with a living living sub? Quite because possibly. Because I didn't grow up in a house with a living sub. In fact, I didn't grow up in a house like <laughs> that discussed sex at all <laughs> sex was something that just didn't exist in my house growing <laughs> up so it took it was like I wasn't it was in my 20s or like you know when you went on 4chan and started telling me these things that like I started really learning about hey have you ever heard about such and such yeah. yeah the masturbation game yeah <laughs> if you roll the right number you get to drink your own com. <laughs> it's really fun 4chan game. guys hell of a place um, <laughs> But, yeah, you started telling me the stuff. And then I started, obviously, we did the podcast and I did some research. But because I didn't grow up in the house with a living sub, I'm never technically going to get to that place where I'm like, yeah, I quite like... Well, you might
0: do... do, I think the thing is, like, there's been a bit of a sexual oh, yeah. awakening really over like the last it. 10 the years day, you
1: know, yeah it's the internet has blown yeah the internet has shown everybody what other people like to get up to
0: exactly so there are a lot you can now make a living pretending to be a, a sexual puppy or, you know, and the more the more i think about that the weird that's yeah. that's not getting more acceptable to my brain no, it's not it's, it's getting, getting worse, weirder right? every time my brain processes it but you can you can now make a career at a really good career from being a sexual puppy
1: she's made more money being a sexual puppy than i've probably made in 20 years of working exactly Both but of us that's something made in 20 years of working combined combined
0: yeah but it's it's one of those things where it's like you know 20 years ago that wouldn't have happened no. 20 years ago she probably never would have that that the idea of doing that never would have crossed her mind because it wouldn't have been a kink that she discovered
1: ago, uh, according to that article she's like i always felt like a dog but I just thought it was my personality yeah it wasn't until I found other people other people and then and I realised like, oh, no way, I so can actually indulge in she this. would have just gone through a life being like oh, it's just a weird part of my personality and not, She'd have... probably not giving it too much thought yeah and then the end of that come along and they were like look look all these other people like you
0: yeah and it, it kind of it, it works it's, it's, a, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing finding groups of people that share your kinks your beliefs and find those things that you do and they make them acceptable. They're acceptable to them. So you find that little community. But it's a, it's a good thing because it means that people can indulge their sexual preferences. Yeah. And it's the, it's the same thing with being gay and what have you. You know, it wasn't acceptable. And then people found communities of other gay people and it became acceptable. And bosh, modern, right. you know, modern life.
1: On the flip side, though. On the flip side, there was a got, time when if you were a paedophile you probably weren't going to admit that no, to you were, anybody else. You were a solo, you were a lone walker. There's probably one in every town, but the internet suddenly put these one in every town in touch with in every touch other with person. another, yeah. And so suddenly, what was a mental thing of just like, I'll just bang one out to that, became a, other people started like other escalating. Other doing
0: it. this, and yeah. And then
1: they're like, oh, you just bang one out about it. Well, you know, I took a picture of someone. Oh, I've got to do better than that. Yeah. And then, now we're in the situation we're in so people are like paedophiles are a new thing they're new they're, they're never around when yeah. we were kids but they were they were, they yeah. were. they're were. Savile Rolf Harris they were all out there when we were kids it's just they weren't bold enough because yeah. they, hadn't been they hadn't been emboldened by meeting other people it's, like that. it's them. the same thing
0: with like um, the whole right wing thing yeah. the, the the incels all of that so it's, it's a plus and a minus at the same time and yeah. it's on balancing that out Because, you know, obviously you don't want people, you don't want to cut people off from the supportive communities that are helping them grow and manage, especially at the moment where people can't just go and go out into the world and make friends. Yeah, A lot of people are stuck at home for for health reasons. So you don't want to cut people off from these communities that are basically getting them through this, and I hate to use the word, unprecedented situation, but... You also don't want to leave unfettered and running rife communities that are supporting racism, yeah. uh, homophobia, paedophilia, all of this very unpleasant stuff.
1: But then you get into murky waters. Like, so there's like, let's just say, thirty percent of the internet needs strict policing mm. to stop these people actually taking it too far. But then seventy percent of the internet is just shopping and Facebook yeah. and like just you know stuff that's not really that bad but who who, watches, who the watches
0: the watchers because you say oh well the government should monitor it i don't trust our fucking government with my phone number let no. alone like what i do online yeah. because you know the first time yeah you know, if i were ever brought up on charges for anything you know full well anything they had on me would be getting rolled out oh yeah and just... be used against me in a court of law regardless of, of...
1: i'm gonna have to sit in court and be like these are the two hundred and seventeen things <laughs> I made up about him on the podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, so, but who who does monitor that? Who does control that information? Because you've got to be able, if anyone's going to have complete access and be able to see who's behind every one yeah. of these online pseudonyms, you need to have absolute faith that that is that they are using that in good faith, and it's oh, yeah, not going to, to be late. White, it's not going to. Be, white. And there isn't anybody like that in the world. It's no. not human nature.
1: So so it's it's difficult. It's weird. We're in a weird place because it's like you can just, it's only 30% or probably even that. It's only like 12% of the of the people that go on in that yeah. that use it for nefarious things. So do you just turn a blind eye to them and let the other 88% go on with it? Or, or do we step in and we monitor them 12%? I but mean, then how
0: do you find that 12%?
1: Well, you just go to the places on the and they go, Yeah, right?
0: but that's the problem, isn't it? Going to those places because they're all quite clever and those places aren't oh, the run. Net. They aren't usually run by the people doing those nefarious things. So pedo sites aren't generally run by pedos. They're run by criminals making money from the pedos.
1: Sex traffickers and... Sex and traffickers lab. and okay. all that
0: sort of thing because they know they can run a site on the dark web and they can sell these zip files of whatever and these people will lap it up and they yeah. will go there and they... And the people running the show are gathering that information and using that for nefarious purposes because they can sell that on to whoever. Yeah, you know, it's like the whole marketing thing. You know, Google oh, collects yeah. all this information and sells it to various people. Oh yeah, these uh, dark websites and stuff like that—they gather that information and they will sell it on to not only legitimate interests through um, like shell companies who are like, oh yeah, we we're. we're info sort of thing and we've collected this information do you want to buy it contains this information and then people are oh yes we'll buy that because we can send them marketing shit they can also sell it to other people for extortion purposes yeah. and stuff like that so and they're good at what they do because oh, yeah. that's what they do you know they, they, they know that if they get caught that is to go to prison um, and in, in some places in the world, if you're, if you're caught in the wrong place with that sort of thing, it's oh, yeah. like fucking chop your hand off it's business. It's, it's yeah.
1: <laughs> execution sort of you stuff. You go to prison as a nonce, and it's quite rightly a death it's sentence. It's a death sentence, yeah.
0: yeah. And there are other places where it's it's they don't wait for the inmates to do it. Oh, yeah. It's an official death sentence. Yeah. So, you know, they, they have to be good at what they do. So you have to find these things. And then you have to make sure that everyone that you're catching doing that is actually guilty of it
2: yeah
0: and that you it's not false and it's not someone that's ended up with something by mistake so
1: oh like pete townsend
0: (laughs) 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 well i mean yeah but especially back in like the the what was it um what was the Napster?
1: Oh, Napster. days. Where oh, you would God. download yeah.
0: fucking, yeah, I want a uh, Limp Biscuit. I'm going to download the latest album and you'd open it up and you're like, Oh my God, I don't need to see that. Delete yeah. that. But it's already been there and it's on your machine. So if there was a tracker on there, your machine has been seen as downloading that and opening the file. So well, technically it's... you're guilty, but right. you were just trying to get Linkin Park, you know, yeah. <laughs> or Limp Biscuit or Corn, or whatever. <clears throat> and it's like, where's, where's the line? Because, okay, you're guilty of, of piracy like online music piracy obviously not actual R piracy um, but yeah where's, where's the line because you downloaded that thinking it was one thing it turned out it was something
1: else should you now be be sure that file would have a name and you can just point to the name of Limp Biscuit Significant Other and go I thought I was downloading an album but
0: imagine you're a pedo and you download it and you just it, it, this other pedo sends you this file going yeah yeah you'll really like this album oh, and okay. it says it's Pete Townsend Greatest Hits <laughs> You know, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to love Pete Townsend, mate."
1: Lots of artfully shot pictures of new kids. Yes? <laughs> new kids.
0: <laughs> exactly. See, it's yeah. It, uh, that's what I said. The, the, the internet is both a blessing and a curse, depending right. on who's using it and what it's being Rolling used for. Back to
1: something you said about five minutes ago about information collecting. Mm. Hypothetically, right? If you'd never been on the internet before, if you're say 20 year old guy you've never been on the internet before you've never used it mm. never had a smartphone never logged on anywhere how long do you think you need to spend on the internet before the government has all your information it depends what you're using it for I do know social media Facebook you get your very first Facebook account how many days before the government has basically infiltrated well, I mean everything. the
0: moment you log into somewhere like that and start using it they start pardon me there's a profile being built for you by at least one. I mean, if you log into Facebook, Facebook immediately, it is a profile. Yeah. And then there's the profile behind the profile that they keep.
2: Yeah.
0: And then there's the various other things, the tracking cookies. Google does it every time yeah. you do a search or use oh, any yeah. of their services. And they, there's all these various things taking little bites of your information or copies of your, of your information, various bits, and it's anonymized or it's not, or they've got some parts. But eventually, all behind the scenes, it gets collated within a week.
1: They know you re- yeah, especially with a smartphone. Everything. Yeah, we have a oh, yeah. What we were
0: saying the other day, the smartphone knows how to get. You no, know, I've never told my smartphone where I work.
1: Oh, yeah, but it, but it
0: knows where I work. It's now got that location saved in my Google Maps as work. And I've not put that in there. It's figured that out it itself. Because
1: you drive down. Because I
0: drive there and back. Yeah, you know, Monday to Friday at these times, I'm doing that. So it knows it. Uh, the smartphone tracks all sorts of information and going online. Even doing, even going through, oh, I've got a VPN and I used private browsing, but there's still information that gets pe- captured by your oh, ISP, yeah. and your ISP sells it on anonymized. So, and they use it for for stats and and figures and things that they provide to various different bodies, official and otherwise. Yeah. So within a week, there's there's already a solid profile of you know what you've been searching for, what you're most likely to search for in the future, yeah. what this means you probably. You know, even if you don't search for music, they can build a, a profile of what music you probably do listen to, what products you're most likely to buy, what clothes you'll wear, yeah. you know, where you'll go shopping, how often you drive, and they build all this sort of information. It's crazy, and they can do it so quickly.
1: We uh, had this conversation on New Year's Eve, right? It wasn't on mic.
0: No, it was, it was. It was. I was trying to remember whether we discussed it on an episode, but I think it was New I Year's Eve New we were Year's talking Year's about Eve. this, yeah. Because
1: I remember bringing up about the um, gambling companies. Yes. I watched that documentary about... Um, oh, yeah about like gambling and how it's become really... like The apps and stuff mm. have, have taken it from like a, just a general pastime to a real bad situation where yeah. people were killing themselves and hundreds of thousands of pounds in debt because they just can't stop gambling. Mm. And one of the things they were talking about is every major gambling app or site or company that owns them will have a full profile mm. on you. They'll know how much money you earn, They'll know where you live, what bills you have to pay every month, um, how many kids you've got, and what your general outgoings will be for the kids. So they will know exactly how much dispensable income you have every month. And then they also know, they also build up a profile of what types of bets you make and who you normally bet on what sports. And then they will target you two, three times a day with oh, uh, we've got a bonus for you here. If you spend 20 quid uh, yeah. uh, betting on your favourite team to to do this, then we'll give you an extra tenner on top. And they just... And it's so insidious and so nefarious mm. the way that they're like, right, these are our top ten things. These are the ways that we're going to keep them betting to keep them putting money into the
0: yeah. system. It's just
1: unscrupulous.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. And that's the, that's the whole thing. Yeah. I-
1: Everybody's looking at like, um, identity politics and uh, equality and all these other very, very justifiable things at the moment and kicking off about them. But there's a gambling epidemic going on. Oh yeah! And you can't watch TV for more than an hour without I've got seeing at everything least is ab- two too yeah everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you've got celebrities getting involved. Celebrities are like, yeah, it's fine, they're giving us a check. And then it's just like, but if you really step back, they may be giving you a check. But this check is the most unethic- unethical unethical. Yeah, it is. And the, the more the more you, you dig into get. it,
0: the less ethical it becomes and the yeah. more you realise shit, this is this is really bad. They this are, is blood. They money. are ruining people's lives People are to make a themselves quick buck because yeah. of it. it's,
1: And these companies don't care, they just keep rolling they just, they just keep, keep rolling.
0: Like, and they, they put the little things um oh is it play play sensible And it's like that's not gonna. That doesn't affect anyone because you've just got look. You can win thousands of pounds. Blah blah blah. We'll give you a free bet. And then it's like, oh yeah, but yeah. You know, it's the same get, as anything. they're
1: like, right. We need. Everyone's kicking off about this at the moment, so we need a response from you. And they're like, they'll get together and they're like, if we put a, we put a warning on here, if we put a warning on there, and then on the app, right, we put a minimum amount to to bet in a day. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. But as the documentary told me, people circumvent the the, the limits you're allowed to bet every day by deleting the app and re-downloading it, re-logging in and starting again. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, we'll do the bare minimums just so it looks like we're doing something. (laughs) I think they learned from the government. I was going to (laughs) say,
0: yeah. (laughs) Who's running this stuff? Who's running these apps? Don't get me
1: wrong. (laughs) Racism is rife in football. And I'm all for taking a knee. But... It feels a little bit like, oh, we're taking the knee before every game now. We're, like, we're putting out the message that we won't stand for this. And it's like, there are a lot of people are like, oh, okay, they're taking the knee, they're doing something. Mm. And then I'm just sat there watching it like, I know taking the knee means that some kid somewhere is going to see it and be like, daddy, daddy, why don't yeah. they do this? And we'll get educated, depending on who their parents are who their parents we'll is, We'll get yeah. educated the right One way. One way or the other. Or the other, yeah. on what it is. So it's good. It is good, a thing, because it keeps it in the general discussion yeah, it keeps the
0: discussion going It
1: allows keeps allowing every week for teaching moments mm. and that is how we're going to change that yeah all the identity politics all the sexual um sexuality things all the racism things they're all going to get changed by today's kids growing up into all but
0: they've got to, it's got to be discussed it's got to be yeah. it's got to be there in the public consciousness
1: but on the other hand, it feels a little bit like we're taking the knee. What more do you want to do? When it's
0: when it's done like that, it it becomes standard. It is done by rote. It ends up being the same as the the national anthem. Yeah, they sing the national anthem. Half of them. Well, I don't think I've ever seen anyone who knew the, all the words to their national oh, they anthem. They do now. They do. But they, they do never now.
1: used to. Back in the day, when we watched it, <laughs> yeah, they would all same. just
0: stand there. Or just, uh, <laughs> they all sing now. It's all very. But it's, none of them care. No. They're not, they don't really want God to save the Queen because no. most of them don't believe in God and most of them probably don't believe in the fucking Queen. Let's face it,
1: at that moment in time, they're just going for it. They're focused they're going 100% for exactly. on the it's game they're about you do to play. at the start of the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if taking the knee is now something you do at the start of the game, it's lost its meaning. It's lost
1: its impact. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all for it for the teacher moments. But at the same time, it, it kind of feels like, right, that was a good first step. Where are we going from here?
0: Where, we, where do we go from here? Yeah. But they're like, no, no, that, that was it. That no, was that was the doing. step. That's all we needed to do. It's we're like, going no, to keep doing it. Follow on right.
1: from that. I mean, I do love it when England go and play like in the Eastern European countries yeah. because they'll take the knee and the other side. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll get abused for it all day through the game, and you're like, oh, just fuck you're off. Out in yourself.
0: Yeah, you're out in yourself as bad people. <laughs>
1: for once, brain comes out on top.
0: Which very yeah, well. It seems to be our footballers that are doing that for us. Yeah. Much as much as it, <laughs> yeah, <a bit> <laughs> much as it annoys me. He's but...
1: Sir Marcus Rashford now, right?
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's face
1: it. Let's tell it the way it is. Since he became a uh, a political kind of child saver, his footballing career has gone a little bit downhill.
0: I I don't know. I but, didn't know he played football until we hit the headlines for saying, "Stop starving our
1: kids, you pricks." He plays for Man United about every other week. Uh, okay. Yeah, mostly a sob. But uh, big ops, uh, Marcus Rashford. You're doing. You're doing the job doing, the government should the be doing. the large work. Yeah. Doing the, gov- <laughs> the job the government should be Anyway, doing. that's... Anyway, I really yep. need to pee. So can I pee and then we'll go into trivia? Yes,
0: let's do that. This week, we chose, well, I chose, uh, the Jack Black vehicle, School of Rock. Yep. Because... You did indeed. i forgot forgotten it existed until I saw it somewhere the other day. And as soon as I mentioned it, Amy it was like, oh, yeah, you
1: should well do School of Rock. I was like, no, yeah, that is a good film. Yeah. Let's do School of Rock. It <laughs> is a good film. I, I haven't seen it in since my early twenties, <laughs> because, like, in my defence, when I worked at Virgin, we had a refurb and they put TVs in, and School <laughs> of Rock played yeah, on repeat. It did for months, and it really kind of ruined it for me. Mm. So I had to obviously walk away from it. But I've not seen it for what over 15 years. So sitting down to watch it, I was just like. Oh, for God, goodness, this I haven't seen it for, really I hadn't seen it, seen it seen for it? a few
0: years. It was one of those ones that Amy and I used to watch pretty, fairly regular because yeah. it was one that she had on like DVD at uni sort of thing, so it would get put on. Oh, it's such a good film. It is a very good film
1: for people that, that two people that were once in a band as well. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, I've got to score. Like this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's weird looking at Jack Black in this compared to Jack Black now. I haven't seen Jack Black in a long time. He doesn't time. look anything like that.
1: Does he not? No. Is he's he just he's, old now.
0: He, yeah, he's old and hairy and like, hence, he's like a big, Oh, really big guy. Rolly man. guy now, yeah. Oh, okay. He's still crazy. Yeah. Because he was putting out videos during lockdown of him just being mental around his garden and shit. Oh, okay. Just like in his boxes and stuff. But yeah, you should check to, him out on, on YouTube because he's mental.
1: I have to admit, I'm not
0: the biggest Jack Black fan. I... Like, you know I like Jack Black, thinking about it. I was about to say, yeah, no, I'm not the biggest fan. But no. I like
1: this. I like him when he's in Enemy of the State because he's not. <laughs> he's not doing he's Jack Black. He's the least Jack Black, Jack Black ever in Enemy of the State. Yeah. But aside from them two, I can't really...
0: Think. 90% of the time, Jack Black, uh, Jack Black just plays Jack Black.
1: I can't really think of anything else, though. I like <clears> him, in, though, aside from them.
0: I'm trying to think of things he's been in. I know he, he was, was in, in National King Kong.
1: He was in King Kong. Oh, yeah, he was in King terrible. Kong,
0: wasn't he? Yeah. That was, another, that was a serious role for him.
1: Peter Jackson's King Kong that was yeah, terrible yeah. um, I've not seen Natural Libre <clears throat> it's fucking and wonderful. I literally can't name another thing he's been in yeah. I'm just not I'm not really a Jack Black fan I after.
0: don't yeah I, I won't go out of the way to watch his stuff but when I do watch it I always enjoy it I'm going Libre
1: jump to one of my notes I've got for later in the episode <laughs> where is it <laughs> this, this guys, film we, we would, aren't even on notes
0: yet and this uh, film
1: would benefit from Jack Black being 20% less Jack Black. <laughs> I don't think it would work if it was any less Jack Black. Yeah, there's all the there's the bits where he's like and he does he goes into <laughs> like pure Jack Black and I'm like,
0: oh. it, that's why I, that's why I, I stated this is a Jack Black vehicle. Everything yeah. else is incidental to Jack Black being Jack Black. Yeah. You know, he's not even playing a character in Dewey Finn. No, he, yeah. He's just he's just him. But anyway, I have some trivia. trivia. I actually have a sensible oh. amount of trivia this week as well. Awesome. So it was released the third of October two thousand and three. Um, which is
2: I don't know about, eighteen years ago.
0: Yeah, it's about the time I thought it was released, but then yeah. when I sat down and worked out it was eighteen years old, it made me feel old as fuck. Oh, it was
1: definitely around the time I was working at Virgin. Because
0: all of those kids are now grown up, well, apart from the drummer, who's dead.
1: We were still in the band. He's dead, is he? He's dead. Yeah, Freddy. he
0: died in a, it a car accident or something. Oh, poor Freddie. Yeah, he was thirty something. He died. Poor Freddie. Yeah, um, a lot of them have since had mental. And drug and alcohol issues, really. Especially the bassist. Uh, when I was researching this yesterday, she she was objectified and sexualized like insane amounts after being in this film. Really? Yeah. And she was basically she had alcohol and drug it, and self harm addictions from the age of fourteen to twenty four. Um. She now, sorry, I say see, she, they now identify as they them. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, non non binary. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, Had a budget of 35 million US dollars. At the box office, 131.3 million US
1: dollars. Sorry, sorry, I was still getting over the trauma of the (laughs) podcast. What were the two numbers? 35
0: was the uh, budget, and the box office was 131.3.
1: So, we're talking...
0: Best part of 100 mil profit.
1: 126 million. Which is... No,
0: no, no, ninety odd. Yeah, no. oh fuck's sake. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so much for my autism superpower. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> fucking rain man,
1: Jesus. Well, I can't get over the fact that one of the kids is dead, and they're all the rest of them are all fucking junkies. <laughs> I was only watching it this morning, like these are the sweetest bunch of kids yeah. you'd ever meet.
0: Yeah, a lot of them all uh, went on to have issues and stuff. Especially the one that played Summer. Because she was iCarly on Disney. Oh, and just like all of the Disney teen stars, that yeah. uh, she was in one of the shows directed by that guy. I can't remember his name, but basically he was grooming them and making them do weird shit. Um, so she's got issues now as well. Sorry, this is supposed to be a positive bit of the podcast. So I I'm have to say, invisible.
1: though, on our behalf, I thought she put in a stellar performance. Yeah, that little girl. I'm not surprised. I didn't know she went on to be Icarly, but on the back of this, I'm not surprised Disney were like, "Right, we'll take you." Yeah, you are are really good.
0: (laughs) Um, It's directed by Richard Linklater. Yes. Who also directed A Scanner Darkly? Yes. Which I kind of want to add to the list of films to cover. Me too. But it's weird, and it hurt my brain the last time I watched it. Yeah. Almost as much as reading a book hurt my brain.
1: <laughs> my very first note says, I had no idea this film was directed by Richard Linklater. He has come a long way from Slacker.
0: Yeah, I wondered if, you, if you'd seen that. Oh, yeah. I haven't, but I, I oh, know seen, of it. I've and got obviously... Slacker.
1: I've got it on TV <laughs> cool, sure Back out. in my day, back in the day when I was like obsessed with film, I, I read somewhere that that's the film <laughs> that Kevin Smith saw and was just like, huh, uh, I can make I a see. film. So... Obviously, I think I worked a Virgin at the time. I special ordered it <laughs> in. I got my hands on it, so I've got it. It's weird, I tell you. I can imagine. And this is a 180 from that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, uh, Scanner Darkly. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, a 180 again. From yeah. That, yeah. Um, uh, music. Obviously, we don't normally include the music director, but in uh, this yeah. film, how could you not? Uh, Quaid. Quake? That's not a fuck's sake. Craig Wedren. You can see why I was getting it wrong Quay. there. Craig Wedron. Craig. Craig. Starring Jack Black, Joan Cusack, Mike White, and Sarah Silverman.
1: Yes. Um,
0: so I know maybe, she's
1: a dick in this film, but Sarah Silverman.
0: I, I Normally I can't stand her, but bizarrely, even though her character in she's this like film is dickhead. horrid yeah. and just makes more to punch her, she isn't. No. No. Which is because she's normally like 20%... More obnoxious than the character she's portraying, but in this film she isn't. Um, Quite like Sarah Silver So, the nicknames for all the kids that uh, Dewey comes up with were all actually suggested. The the idea was suggested, and all the names were thought up by Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black. He came up with them as he was as they were basically filming it. Yeah. Okay. He came up with them on the fly.
1: Uh, I did. I did wonder what is it he calls the face file. When he's got them all lined up and he's hand, uh, on the Posh Bice. Yeah, I, was, I yeah. was just like, I wonder, can, like, where did that come from? Like, yeah. Gosh, I know she's got dark hair, but that's about. Poshpice didn't play bass. <laughs> yeah. so like, she was about <laughs> 10 years before this film. Where did this come from? Yeah. But I'm guessing if he's making them up.
0: Yeah. On, he was making them up on the ribbon. Yeah. It'll awesome. Again, Jack Black being Jack Black. Yeah. Um. By the end of this, guys, you're all going to be thoroughly sick of hearing the name Jack Black. Black, Black yeah. Um, the idea for the movie came when writer Mike White moved into an apartment next door to Jack Black. Oh. White would often find Jack Black running naked through the halls or blasting much of the music featured in the movie at full volume. Uh, Mike White is actually not a huge fan of classic rock. The basis of the movie is actually used so that Jack Black could perform his own favourite music. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, kind of comes across.
1: Okay, I... Obviously, I don't do all the research and stuff for it, but I assumed this was a guy that was just like writing like, it as like an ode, a screenwriter it. Yeah. that was like, "I love." Because I know a lot of writers will be like, "I'm writing today. I'm listening to this album, or yeah. I put music on in the background." And a lot of people are like, "Yeah, a lot of it comes from the songs. I like, I'd get ideas from the songs, and then I you know, repurpose them." So I assumed he was just like a massive rock fan, no. or. A, or a kind of musician come screenwriter <laughs> that wrote this film, but it turns out he's not. He just he wrote something specific. He just wrote for it specifically for, for it,
0: yeah. Oh okay. Um all the kids actually play their own instruments. And the backup singers are real vocalists. Uh Jack Black also played guitar in the movie, for example, when he is teaching Smoke on the Water, Iron Man and other songs to Zach, yeah. but he didn't do the guitar solos because he's
1: not actually not really that sad. good. No. Um the other guy Kyle Glass. Yeah. Tonacious he plays all the photos. He
0: plays all yeah. the, the crazy solos. Uh the kids playing all of their own instruments was one of the conditions director Richard Linklater specified for him agreeing to direct, because initially he turned it down.
1: I am just gonna jump to another note. I'm gonna have no notes left soon, but it says <coughs> I know they've just come back from music class. But the speed that these kids pick up their new instruments is amazing. Yeah. And it's because they already know they, they,
0: them, Yeah, right? they, they already knew. Yeah. Apparently, uh, what's the name who plays the bass? Yeah. She learned to play the cello for this role. Oh, okay. It was specified in the audition that she needed to be able to play. She couldn't. So she learned to play it for the audi- audition. Which, when we yeah, right. were talking about this last night, we was like, the fuck? That must have been like a couple of months yeah. at most. And she learned to play the cello. It's like... I've been trying to... Le- I've been learning to play the guitar for yeah. about 20 fucking years and I still can't.
1: There <laughs> are adult actors that are like, you want me to do... Oh, fuck that. No, I'll just take another role. Yeah. And then these kids are like, I'll learn the whole new... I'll learn the whole... Yeah, I'll learn a whole new life skill. When they say she learned to play the cello, they don't specify like how well she... Uh, no, do.
0: but well enough to-, to pass the audition and say that she could play the cello yeah. because obviously that was
1: part of the audition... Oh, pardon me. So was she originally meant to be a cello player? Or is it because it made more sense that she could play the bass? I
0: it think? would. But I'm assuming you can play one, you can play the other. Mm. It's just... Cello! Oh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I got to that bit, me and Amy were all like, ah, go God, go do the line, do the line! Cello! And it's like, ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, Miranda Cosgrove, who plays Summer Hathaway in the film... Yeah can actually sing. She actually took a 45-minute bad singing lesson so that she could sing horribly for the song Memory when Dewey asked her to to sing for him.
1: Um, I've got another night. We'll just do your notes for this. This is going
0: to be my notes one time we get to them.
1: Summer trying to sing brings back bad memories. (laughs) Yeah...
0: But yeah, she's, she's actually a, a, <coughs> a, proper a, good, a proper singer. Yeah. She's she's a trained singer. And yeah, she had to go and take a lesson on how not to, to sing. sing properly so that she could sing badly for that scene. Um, Ned Schneebly is actually played by the film's screenwriter, Mike White. Oh, oh okay. Yep, yeah, he wrote it. Um, Led Zeppelin, notoriously hesitant to allow their music to be used Anywhere. in... Yeah. yeah, for anything commercial. Uh, knowing this... Richard Linklater filmed a plea by actor Jack Black in front of a thousand screaming fans imploring the band to let the production use Immigrant Song in the movie. The plea worked and the filmed request is actually included on the Blu-ray extras. Oh, awesome. Yeah, they liked it so dun, 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 much. They were dun, like, dun, yeah, okay, dun, you can use it.
1: That's Immigrant Song, right? Yes. Yeah. Which, ah, that's actually ah, quite good song. Ah, yeah, is, I have to admit that like, I know Zeppelin are... Uh, like Rock Gods or whatever yeah. I've never been I was I never 100% put in but Immigrant Song is a really good song
0: Immigrant Song is a good song yeah. there's a couple they, they, they basically picked the cream of the crop for, oh, this, for this film because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a couple in here that I don't like the bands I don't yeah. like their back catalogues but there's songs in here by them that I do yeah. like uh, like the one they play at the end uh, it's a long way to the top Yeah. Um, I actually downloaded that after watching the film um, during the course of the from movie from iTunes right what? From iTunes. Oh, d- yeah. yeah, you paid
1: the nine on pay for it, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't use iTunes because I'm not I'm not a sheep all. Uh, right. I got it from Amazon. Okay, cool. Because uh, Bezos, Daddy Bezos <laughs> I want to go on his big dick rocket next time. <laughs> Notice me senpai. <laughs>
1: Stop my line.
0: Notice me space senpai <laughs> um, During the course of the movie and I, I meant to look out for this in the film and I didn't uh, during the course of the movie, Jack Black switches the parting in his hair from left to right, depending on whether he is being Dewey Finn or Ned Schneebly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I meant to look for this, but I, I didn't because I was just enjoying watching the film yeah. too much.
1: I don't know how anyone can do that. Like my, I can do it with Cody. I have, a, obviously, I have obviously, a yes. parting, but I couldn't, if I, I did that, I can do it, with it, Cody's. Just, it wouldn't sit.
0: I can part his hair yeah. either way. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. I can do it. Do it. Center part. Yeah. I can do it either side. It's his hair is just like yeah, whatever, whatever, bro.
1: Some my, people's heads are just like that. My has been trained so over just, like twenty yeah. years to part <laughs> on one side.
0: Um,
1: when Ned asks
0: Dewey to sell one of his guitars to pay rent, Dewey responds with, "Would you ask Picasso to sell one of his guitars?" And so Silverman's character calls him an idiot guitars however are a prominent subject in many of Picasso's yeah. paintings because he owned several
1: yeah <laughs> originally I, I was just like but he's like he goes on to teach rock history he goes on to teach all this stuff surely you would know Picasso and that is the one thing I looked up yeah I was like Picasso guitar oh, oh, oh yeah. that is very clever <laughs> clever writing. it's very
0: sneaky isn't yeah. it because most people are just like oh Dewey you are an idiot yeah. and then there's us people going peasants yeah.
1: <laughs> I googled it
0: I googled it um, the title font seen on posters cover art and all that uh, is famously used by Rolling Stone magazine Ah, uh, the magazine is credited in the small print as the copyright holder of that font go on do it I know you want to do it what I don't know what you mean oh Come hang on a minute got a phone call hello William Miller Ben Fong Torres Rolling Stone magazine wild
1: there we go <laughs> There we
2: go. Ah,
0: um, In Spain, Jack Black's character was dubbed by singer actor Danny Martin. Martin had no dubbing experience, but was chosen because at the time of the movie, his rock band El Canto de Loco uh, were big in Spain. This dubbing is considered one of the worst dubbings ever made in Spain on account of Martin's casting choice (laughs) and awful performance. I haven't watched it yet, but um, it's on Google. There are clips of it on Google, and I am going to watch it because, well, the fact that it was highlighted
1: in the trivia notes. (laughs) How do you feel about, like, these days, there's dubbing seems to be a major thing. I watched Squid Game, dubbed, and I watched a few (laughs) other programmes. Peasant. Dubbed. I, I can't be dealing with fucking... Of course you can't, peasant. I can read subtitles if it's a film... Like it's just in subtitles. Like when I watch City of God, I will watch watch it subtitled because there is no dub version. Yeah. But there's a new thing now where they're trying to dub people rather than do that. I watch Squid Game dubbed, but the weirdest part I couldn't get my head around was Squid Game is like obviously set in Korea, mm. Korea, right? Yeah, Korea. So everyone's Asian. Yeah, the people dubbing them aren't American <laughs> Asian, aren't like American. English-speaking Asians mm. who have the tone and like the slight accent don't yeah. make it work. They're just done with white bread.
0: Yeah, they get Caucasian oh, yeah. voice actors to do it. Why? I yeah. can't
1: get my head around it.
0: I, I don't like um, dubs. Anyway, dubs. Okay. I, I very rarely watch them. I watch these days. I watch most things with subtitles.
1: Yeah, there's only because my else. house is
0: never is not normally quiet enough. Seen for me a lot to...
1: of people talk about oh, we'll watch everything with subtitles now.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, my house is, is rarely quiet enough for me to sit there yeah. and actually be able to hear every word being said on screen. So I usually... And I watch a lot of anime and most oh, yeah, of the dubs for anime and foreign films are just awful. So uh, I was actually talking about this with someone the other day and I started watching the original Dragon Ball series. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And it's like 180 episodes or something. <laughs> and at about... I've I only got to 130, I think. Only? Um, but I watched like the first or so um uh subtitled with the original japanese audio on it um and then uh, the source that i was watching it was really annoying and i couldn't watch it on the tv downstairs so i watched them from another source and they were subbed oh my god i had to stop i got five episodes in and i was like i can't watch this because oh, okay. the sub t- uh, the, uh, the the dubs on it were so so awful yeah. i was just like nope Nope, can't do it. Not only did it ruin the characters because it sounded nothing like yeah. the characters that I associated them with, it was just dreadful. And I've noticed that so often that the subs are just, uh, the dub is just so bad that, yeah. I I've had a couple of moments
2: it. during
1: Squid Game where I was just like, oh my god, this is terrible. Yeah. But I just pushed forward. I just, I was like, I need to get to the end of this. <laughs> People want to talk about how it'll work. I need to know what's going on. <laughs> Doing your
0: research for work. Yeah. Um, convicted murderer, John you can probably pronounce this better than me because you probably know who he is. John, John Guka? Juka Guka, G-I-U-C-A.
1: G-I-U-C-A. Yeah.
0: Convicted murderer, John,
1: Juka Juka. I would say, yeah.
0: Appears as an extra in this movie. He pushes, pu- pushes, pushes past Joan Cusack during a crowd scene.
1: Okay, and he, what, he's a convicted murderer.
0: He's a convicted murderer. He wasn't at the time. No, obviously. He has since got... been convicted and yeah, he was, uh, he was an extra in this film. Oh, which... craziness. I don't know. Um, the riff oh, the riff fuck's that, I cannot talk today yeah, me the riff from the darkness song black Shuck, is used in the movie i didn't know that. but on the soundtrack the song growing on me appears because yeah, that was a single right uh, no oh. this is because the song black Shuck contains the line black Shuck, that dog don't give a fuck repeatedly in the oh, chorus okay. so obviously they couldn't put that on this pg rated film without editing I, it out
1: how do you feel about a band bad as The Darkness <laughs> doing a song about something you love as much as Black Shark.
0: They can do whatever they want, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean I have to listen to it. They were really like a calm stain on the music they scene, not they? But fucking the awful. The fact, if they were doing it ironically, I could have, I could have, yeah, smiled and gone along with it, but the fact that they, I, they weren't bad musicians, any of them. Oh no, they
1: were all good musicians. It's just, just the, the music well, shit. Good, good voice and everything. It's just, yeah. what they did was not for me, yeah. but, do you remember that one year at Reading where you couldn't walk two <laughs> foot without someone playing Oh, it was either you're really growing on me Yeah or the other whatever the other one was, I've repressed it so much I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, I know. But the one you couldn't mean. go two foot. It was it was just going everywhere. to campsite, everyone was playing it. Every stall was, every playing, stall it. was playing it. Was playing every it. It. Burger Van was playing yeah. it. And I don't think they even headlined. Or well, they played it as well. They played there as well, I yeah. didn't yeah. they? I went to see someone else.
0: There was that yeah that summer where they were literally everywhere.
1: Everyone went to everyone else ditched me. I went to see the darkness, and I went to see Graham Coxon. I think.
0: Yeah, I went to see Graham Coxon. Oh, so we because we freaking out.
1: We probably went to see Graham Coxon together yeah. while everyone else went. To everyone the else
0: Nelson. went to see the darkness. Oh, I've never liked the darkness. I stand by my choice. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Graham Coxon's far better than the darkness.
0: Yeah, even though he didn't play the one song I wanted to hear. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bellend. Um, when the class are at the audition for Battle of the Bands contest, yeah. Summer and Dewey are talking to the director when he's trying to convince them to let him play and the director yeah. another bills fall. Uh, in this scene, when Jack Black's character gets frustrated, he throws a chair.
1: Yeah.
0: As revealed on the Blu-ray commentary, this wasn't part of the screenplay and hadn't been decided that it was going to happen. Um, he just ad-libbed it. Uh, so, obviously, Miranda Cosgrove didn't know that was going to happen and her react, her jump... Like, yeah. panicked reaction is a genuine reaction because nobody knew he was going to do that.
1: I, the more we do this, and the more you do trivia and you reveal things from behind the scenes, the more I'm starting to realise that a lot of the best parts of films are ad-libbed. Ad-libbed. Or, not just ad-libbed, but there's, no one's expecting it. So yeah. you get... You get a the, genuine yeah. reaction
0: from the other people around it. Yeah, because Even that's the totally people unexpected. making it are probably like,
1: right, let's do it again, please don't do the chair. Don't do that again. And then they sit in the editing room and they're like, Oh, but did you see her? Did reaction? you see that? That's right, yeah, we'll keep, We'll use that one. Um, the
0: character of Dewey, as we said earlier, was written specifically for yeah. Jack Black. Um, not all of the songs, like the the original songs, uh, were written before filming actually started. Oh, okay. And Black has revealed that he and I quote wrote most of the ones that were filmed in the classroom while they were filming. Oh, really? Yeah, they basically made he made it up as he went along. Which is you can kind of cool.
1: you can kind of tell, yeah, you can kind of tell because they're not really. I don't know. Do I get... would have thought there were times when I thought I, I sat there and I thought, surely there would have been a major pre-production meeting. Somebody would have gone away and written songs. There would have been multiple versions. They were basically P-prime. all done by Jack Black yeah, just on the spot, <laughs> just, just making them up. up. So I was often sat there thinking, like, oh, surely it's better than this, right? Surely they can do better. Than surely this. they can do better than this. But no. While well, the cameras
0: up. are rolling and you've got the little. Oh, I've got that little
1: amp down there
0: somewhere. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's in. Yeah, I can see it, yeah, right? yeah. Got one of those little amps down there. Can't remember whose it is. It's not mine. Might be Richie's. I'd say it's
1: Dow or Richie. Yeah, one of Either I'd Richie say. brought it around to play bass, or Dow brought it around.
0: Yeah, someone brought it around, but it's been in my house so long now. You ain't getting it back.
1: I um. I often I looked at them when they all amps strapped on them, Ooh. and I was like, so there's a keyboard, a drum kit. A bass player who says I've got a proper bass amp because she hasn't got something strapped, strapped on, her. on. her hip. A vocalist and backing vocalist.
0: <laughs> and that little tiny like ten watt amp. We're there.
1: expected to believe that they would be heard. Yeah. Over all of that, no.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. They're loud, but they've got no. Outfit, they've got no like, penetrating yeah. power when there's other stuff going on. Um, uh, the scene where Rosalie Mullins, uh, played obviously by Joan Cusack calls herself a bitch while in the car with Dewey, originally had a make-out session following that.
2: Oh, okay.
0: But that part was cut from the film. Uh, Black stated, the cut was because that kiss would have, and I quote, (coughs) just sort of hung there the rest of the movie. Yeah. It wouldn't really have made sense. You can kind of, knowing that, you can kind of see where they set up that tension between the two of them. Yeah. But I'm really glad they cut it, because that just would have been weird.
1: I think it would have been detrimental. I mean, there's already an argument to be made that Dewey is... The most despicable human <laughs> on the planet, right? He, yes. He. You could make that argument. Pretends he's a substitute teacher when he's not. He gives them recess until we realize, like, just non stop recessed. Right? Doesn't teach him a thing until he finds out that some of them can play instruments. Yep. Then he uses them. He does all this while fucking her over, takes her out, gets her drunk to get her to admit <laughs> to something. Anyway, long story short, he gets to the end of the film and he's despicable but if he's made like it's one thing you can kind of justify like he really wants this yeah he's putting out all the stops to do what he wants but if you cross the line and then have him make out with a principal yeah then you're getting into territory where yeah. he really is despicable he really is because yeah. he's re- he's not just telling their things he's proper he's playing properly with taking feelings advantage of her to yeah. manipulate her. So I can see that. I mean, hell, maybe that maybe they did hook up. Who knows? Maybe there were a couple. I like to think she hooked up with Spider. I, <laughs> yeah. like, I like to think Spider took her home and and <laughs> and um, what's what's that thing you always say whenever you see something and you're like, oh, that's woken her.
0: <laughs> He's, I hope that hasn't woken. To,
1: yeah. I hope that hasn't woken anything in me. He takes her home and wakes up the sexual. Wakes up of, the sexual tiger inside yeah, her. Of the repressed. Principal. <laughs> I love it he's just like you know, you're hot and she's like pardon oh, what? Right. what you warm, warm?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I love um, that saying Black jokingly complained this was his most demanding role since he acted played music and worked with kids <laughs> um, but it turns out Black didn't just film his scenes and leave set he actually hung around to play games and talk with the kids in between so basically whenever oh, they were filming it. stuff yeah. even if he wasn't needed he was basically there to entertain the kids Pretty much.
1: I, I like that. I like that about him. Because there's a lot of people that would have just been like, all right, just but I've done my me, bits, I'm off. Just tell me when i got to turn up, yeah. I'll be there and I'll do it. But, oh, fucking kids. That would be me. I'd be like, give me exact times that I need to leave my trailer and be on set. <laughs> <Yeah. 'cause laughs> the rest of the than, time, yeah, not interested. More than two minutes around all them kids, I'm going to lose my fucking temper.
0: Um, and the film received its PG-13 rating because there's one reference to drugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a PG in the UK, but
1: she, um, Summer says "slot." The yep. principal mouths the word "bitch" yep. instead of actually saying it. So, but I they don't... were
0: they were fine with that. Apparently, when is it the was the drug reference. I think uh, Dewey says about oh, when he's talking about what what is the point of music or something. One of them says, "Getting high." Or something like that.
1: Oh, scoring so, chicks. And he's like, no, 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 no. And it's like getting loaded. No, 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 Yeah, no. I think it's, it's in one it's of away. those
0: sorts of bits when he mentions it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and that's basically, that got it. It's PG-13 rating. It's yeah. like, couldn't you have just cut that reference or yeah. replaced it with something else? But I no, mean,
1: apparently not. PG-13. Everyone that's got that everyone that would enjoy the film will see it. <clears> Anyone yeah. younger than 13 is probably going to be like, oh. I mean, kind. Cody
0: watched like three quarters of this film, so yeah. <laughs> but he's seen a lot worse. He's not an, He's not a normal child. I'm he's not, not saying that there's anything bad about it. I'm just <laughs> saying,
1: would they be interested in something that's quite, a, to a degree, quite a grown-up film yeah. about someone kind of finding their place in the world? Right? Yeah,
0: probably not. Yeah. They'd be more interested in the ridiculous jokes and Jack Black scatting music on oh, his guitar.
1: Fucking Jack Black.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anyone doing that. Um principal does it it's a cut scene it's a cut scene bow chicka ding dong uh, <laughs> do you think she keeps her glasses on hopefully ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird oh, I feel just
1: glasses and cardigan just and just
0: the cardigan <laughs> n-
1: naked except for that
0: naked except for the cardigan and the, and the glasses oh, oh my alright all right, focus all right. focus we're not banging Joan Kuzak.
1: if you got a body count
0: <laughs> no, because no. <laughs> <laughs> there is no body count. Nobody and
1: nothing dies in this film. I don't know. At one point, Jack Black's hopes and dreams die.
0: But they don't really, because they come back. Yeah. So it doesn't count. They're not dead. Ooh. Need not my drink over. Um, Right, Well, uh, onto the, so the notes.
1: Vampires never really died, because then they come back to life. Oh, shut up.
0: Only if they come back to life. If they actually die, then they die. So zombies never really die. because They, well, they do, because they life. die if you shoot them in the head. So his dreams did die. But they didn't, he just thought they'd died. They didn't die, he just gave up on them. He just readjusted his dreams. He just gave up on them. Refined them. them Shut up! My God, why are you like this? Content. Content, content... mm, Fucking. Anyway, linear note time.
1: Can't we just do that? (coughs) Can't we just do this later? You know how it gets in the morning. I'm (laughs) sure this has been said about me multiple
2: times. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you were reverbs, Dewey Finn, yeah. minus the talented guitarist part. <laughs> Hang on, I wasn't that fat. No, you weren't. Okay, so minus the flab and being able and to play your off instrument. My shirt on stage but and that, third, stage that opening fighting. scene where he's just like, and he's over there with his guitar going, I can't. Can you turn me out? Can you turn me up? I'm like, oh my god, that was Reggie on stage.
1: Everyone else playing and him just flying around the stage, <laughs>
0: <laughs> playing a guitar with your, your little. Oh, Tobacco tin, tin yeah. of, of plectrums. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> i miss them, days. Dewey is kind of cringy. All the pros- uh, proselytising rock and roll, as if it's the answer to everything. It's just so full on all the time. You can't. Kind of,
1: oh, but there was a time oh. in my life when I would have been like, wow. Yeah, I know. I know there was. There was, there was a good... You episode. were cringy as well, mate. <laughs> there was a good what? 12 13 year period where I was basically watching like <laughs> yeah. rock and roll. Like I was obsessed. Like this is one of the things that I think I took from it straight away was just like I would love to go to a school where they talk rock history and rock 101 and because <laughs> that like that, even to even today, like I might not even like the band, but I can sit and watch a documentary about yeah. our band because I'm just so fascinated in the history and how mm. it all started, and then and I guess at the end and they start playing songs and I'm like Okay, fast forward. Uh,
0: had enough of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, hello. This is Ned Schneebly. Hello. <laughs> on the subtitles, it says, um, it's got the what he says, and it says, impersonates Ned Schneebly. And I'm like, that sounds nothing
2: like Ned! Because
1: in the subtitles, are they spell Schneebly.
0: Schneebly, yes. S C H uh, N E E B L Y. Schneebly. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> Which always reminds me of the ghasts from Minecraft, because when they're just drifting around, they, they make weird noises. Yeah. And Amy and I translated one of them, because it sounds
1: like they're saying,
2: shneed bloop, shneed bloop.
1: Well, this never happened for me. To me, sorry. <laughs> I still feel so sorry for Jerry when they kick him out of the band. <laughs> oh, so i feel so bad when he turns up and spiders there and he's like who's this guy anyway right and uh, they're like yeah. No, <laughs> you're out and he's they're like you're a good musician it's just 20 minute guitar solos and stage it's, it's the
0: rest of it it's just too
1: much <laughs> i love it. i felt so bad for him but then there's that bit right at the end where he's like he, he's like oh, i'm gonna he's like everybody that gets turned down on x-factor yeah. they come back and they do their little two minute interview and they're like not giving up. I'm still going to make it. I'll tell that Louis will, that Louis and that Simon, <laughs> their smiles will be gone in 10 years when I'm super famous. And then you never hear of them again. But the icing on the cake is when he does the karate kick into the cymbal.
0: Into the symbol, and he just like looks up them yeah. all like,
1: Ugh. Just, that was one, that, there's a couple of Jack Black moments in this <laughs> that I really appreciate and that is one of them. Yeah. Um. All oh right. Jewish jeans are so so baggy.
0: They're just like tubes that start at his crotch and just go down. There's, there's no tailoring or anything. Oh, it's like so early
2: what?
0: 2000s. There's one bit where he's um in the classroom. Oh, yeah. Where he's, he's, he's doing his light. weird little dance thing. Yeah. And it's like, I was just captivated
1: by the, the legs of his trousers. Because it's like, they're like wacky, waving tube inflatable arm man. Have you ever seen that meme? And it's like three kids of the early, yeah, like 2001. <laughs> dressed like like <laughs> the Grievous, and it just says waiting for mom to pick us up at the mall or something. Yeah. And they're all like slipping our t-shirts and their giant jeans. They massive that jeans. That was the first thing I thought when I see them <laughs> walking around with them huge jeans on. And I look down at my jeans and I'm like, I'm so glad. i so yeah, glad. skinny so we're, jeans. we're wearing our jeans yeah. and we
0: have to peel off. Yeah. <laughs> because even though we're like basically both in our forties, we're still wearing skinny jeans. I'll oh, wear
1: skinny jeans till I die. Um right. So this isn't This is a bit of a weird note, but I thought I'd put it in. I mean, we expect nothing less from you at this point. I love their apartment with all the exposed brickwork. I clearly been watched. That's the
0: most middle-aged thing you've ever said.
1: (laughs) I like a bit of exposed brickwork. I'm sorry.
0: I don't. Have you seen our fucking fireplace? It's (laughs) ghastly.
1: No, like just a wall. Just a a single wall. Just like a feature wall in the back with just exposed brickwork. Oh,
0: I love it. What was my note on on their apartment? Yeah, how does... A temp teacher, an out-of-work musician, well, actually, it's not even him. It's a temp teacher and a PA afford that apartment.
1: Movie. Movie magic.
0: Movie magic. I was looking at it, and I was like, there's no fucking way they can afford that.
1: I, I often look at people in films, and I'm like, there's no way you're living There's there. There's no way you're that. There. Wearing them clothes, just all together. <laughs> and then you're, you're what? You're out of work, are you? Okay, yeah, okay. And
0: you're still managing to... Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. I, I have to just say it again. I love the exposed brickwork. Okay. There we go. Um, nerd for exposed brickwork.
1: I know the principal's pain when she offers the girl a hug and she screams. Would you like a
0: hug? That's just like me offering hugs because... <laughs> I, I'm angry and shouty because I don't like hugs. So if someone wants hugs, I'm like, fine, I'll give you a hug. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's just me. Every time I'll i can't be hug good.
2: Anyone. I swear. Yeah.
1: Um, you're an IT tech, Rooney. Sorry, you're not an IT tech, Rooney. You're the cross-dressing, blood-sucking incubus podcast host of Touching.
0: <laughs> cross-dressing, blood-sucking incubus. Maybe that's what our band's always lacked. Yeah. I knew that. That couldn't go unmentioned.
1: Yeah. I just, <laughs> and the picture. I was just like,
0: a- I was like, God. I was like, God. That's like me. That was like me, fucking New Year's Eve, yeah.
1: without face without face paint. I was like, if you caught me on the right day in my early 20s, I'd join that band. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd probably join it now. One of them days that I was just blaring Marilyn Manson. I would have joined <laughs> that band, yeah.
0: <coughs> Dewey channels Grumpy Reggie with his The Man rant. Oh, yeah. And I was just like... oh. God no! I've heard him. He, I've heard you do that when you when you're off on one. Yeah. You've had you've had two beers and you're in a bad mood.
1: I'm going to skip my next note and straight to this one. <clears throat> Last week I learned that we aren't filthy perverts. We're doing a public service by empowering people sexually. This week I also learned that we're sticking it to the man with our rock and roll podcast. We are sticking it to the man. And there's no there's no more punk rock podcast than this. So, mm, uh, yeah, they're, okay. They're specifically about <clears throat> punk. <and> yeah, <laughs> there are <our> specific
0: <laughs> punk rock podcasts.
1: Right, Why is a question for you? Yes. If you had it, would you spend fifteen grand to send Cody to school?
0: Fuck no. If I had fifteen grand, I'd be using it for cool stuff.
1: If, have you, uh, if you had fifteen grand to spend on sending the kid to school, I'm sure you've got other. You've got enough money. If
0: I had fifteen grand to send the kids to school, I'd use five grand to send them to school and the other ten grand on. I don't know, because I'd probably have more money than I knew what to do with at that point.
1: Dresses, fake teeth and fake
0: blood. <laughs> yeah, I'd be able to go to a tailor and get my, my Lestat wardrobe actually made for me.
1: <laughs> uh, like, uh, Rooney, is it? Yeah, Rooney. Um, I've seen that film, Interview of Empire. Lestat was a man. Why your all your Lestat wardrobe dresses and garter belts?
0: I'm a Visual K artist now. I wear the feminine clothes for to make a statement about
1: oppression. I have, you know, I go by a name: the stat, the trap,
0: the <laughs> trap, the trap, <laughs> the vampire, the trap, the trap. <laughs> oh God, I'm not googling that because there will be fanfic. Oh of that. yeah, definitely. Fucking um, Anne Rice is
1: spinning in her grave. So if you had said a hundred grand in a bank, you wouldn't spend fifteen to make sure your kid gets a good education. Uh, maybe. I
0: don't know. Okay. It's not something ever likely to happen, so.
1: Right, poor Zach, when your first electric guitar is a flying V, you're destined, you're destined for pretentiousness. To... Yep,
0: you're destined yeah. to be an ass hat.
1: And end the <laughs> film in a slash hat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, didn't... I was thinking this. I can't, I don't know if it's a vague memory, something I've made up, or what, but I'm pretty sure Dow had a flying V. Dow had, he at did have point.
0: a flying V at one point. He never fucking used it because I think shortly after that he had to go to centre parks but I'm fairly certain oh, he pretty had. sure he
1: turned up and we just made fun of it.
0: Yeah, I think we, yeah, we did this mocking boy because it's a flying, V. yeah, it sounds very no nice. no worse but than
1: your, than your Union Jack guitar there. Fuck off. That was a beaut. It was a beaut. And so was his flying V was a beaut, but you don't play either one of them guitars until you've had another one album <laughs> and no one can point a finger at you. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're clearly just <laughs> insane. Um, um but the way Dewey leaves the classroom on his first day oh, yeah. after watching the clock, it's me. me every day at work.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's me leaving the Five work.
0: o'clock, I'm gone, I'm out. See you later, bug out, kids.
1: I've got this horrible tendency, though, that I can't leave. I feel really bad, like, just in this job. In every other <laughs> job, I was Dewey. I'm running <laughs> outside to, like, get picked up by someone because I didn't drive. But this time, I'm so, like... I feel so committed to the team and the team ethic. <laughs> I don't go home until everybody goes home. So if someone no, else is stuck in, I have to try and help them. I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit of a dick. Um, well, I, had
0: a, I had a nerd moment when okay. I spotted all the old IMAX in the back of the classroom. Oh, I... They pan around they're looking at Dewey and over in the back left corner, there's two of IMAX and they were the ones with the the white... They're all in white plastic apart from the arm that was chrome silver. And they had this domed base which had the all the, the actual gubbins in it and then they had this big white monitor the old IMAX, and you could adjust them like like one of these fucking lamps or one of these arm things yeah. you could adjust the Mac screen around okay. they were the first Macs I ever supported in a professional capacity okay. and the OS is and was shit but the hardware was beautiful they were made to they were made to be focal pieces in a room so they looked good as oh. well as being functional getting
1: flashbacks to the Zach and Mary podcast where you and Ash spent 10 minutes Talk masturbating about over, <laughs> over Max and when they come in with different colours. Yes, yeah. They were awesome. You could be the ugliest sad sack on the planet but if you're in a rocking band you're the catch. pyjamas. So fucking true.
0: Yeah. Um. And my note on that is Asian kid saying he's not cool. Asians are cool, man. Everyone knows that. Go on the internet. All the cool people are Asians.
1: Well, why is no one talking to him when he's cool?
0: Well, because this was 2003.
1: You, All the cool people on the internet are Asian.
0: Yeah. Just like yeah, there's, a, there's no girls on the internet. There's no females on the internet. It's all guys and they're all Asian. I've got to get off these dang <laughs> um,
1: I love how Dewey calls the keyboard player Mr. Cole and the obvious cool kid Spazzy McGee.
0: Spazzy McGee. As soon as he said that I cringed. I'm like can you say that? Is that I think in America it means something different. I think spaz in America
1: means something different. Yeah, it, does it doesn't mean
0: the, the very unpleasant thing it means over here. Yeah. Well, it's not an unpleasant thing. It is when you use it as an insult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when he said that, I was like. Oh
1: just I love because like, it comes hot on the heels of him being oh, I'm not cool when he walks down the line and you know Freddie is the clear cool kid oh yeah like in that, in he's, that yeah he's intended class. to be the, the, the cool yeah. kid
0: the troublemaker he's the
1: cool he's going to be the future quarterback of the football team that kid
0: <laughs> no he's going to be the future <laughs> dropout because he was taking drugs behind <laughs> in the bike shed
1: um, those poor girls that get resigned to being groupies uh, <laughs> two of them are it? happy about it one of them goes away and she comes back I'm not a slut yeah <laughs>
0: Telling three preteen girls to be groupies. Operation Utree called they want to chat. <laughs> 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 um, almost on the, the, the previous uh girls, the, the, the backing singers, I hate the sound of children singing. Okay. I cannot stand it. It goes right through me like a drill. It's ah. Uh. Okay. So as soon as they start singing I'm just like, I'm like a vampire la la in sunlight. La la. What the fuck was that? It sounded I, like a
1: broken flute. I don't know why I keep singing to that. I don't know do why. Really it's odd. But yeah,
0: no, I hate the sound of children singing. That's why Amy goes to the carol concert, it's right. not I'm me. i to
1: need you to buy in on this one. right? Put your oh, hand God. on your chest. Oh, I knew you were going to do this, because I have the same note. Repeat after me. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to Tutjig.
0: I pledge allegiance to Tutjig.
1: And I will never leave for Lunar Arcade.
0: And I will never leave for Lunar
1: Arcade or fight Reggie when he has crazy ideas
0: or fight Reggie when he has crazy ideas I have my fingers crossed for the duration there kids because I ain't swearing to nothing that comes out of this man's mouth (laughs) Um, I did say maybe we should have a a a pledge for Tut Jig
1: we should do do it together at the beginning of every episode at the
0: beginning of every episode we should get everyone else to do it
1: (laughs) Yeah, we should have it at the start of every episode please stand for the pledge and then a different person that we know can do the pledge (laughs) Uh, you've got to write a pledge and then I will get someone to do it for next week I'll ask Mr Sheen about the pledge we'll we'll get a voice oh that's a terrible joke (laughs) terrible joke I'll get someone to send us a voice note and we'll put it in
0: yes I'll write a pledge and we'll get people to send us a voice note of them doing it
1: 8.15 till 10 rock history 10 to 11 rock appreciation of theory then brand practice for the rest of the day if school was really like this I would have fucking loved it
0: (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't have been much use for, like, the real world. Although, to be fair, a lot of what we did at school wasn't useful in the real world. I've never once had to use Pythagoras' theorem outside of the classroom. I've not used science. I've not used religious
1: <clears throat> education.
0: I used religious education. It gave me a basis for why I hate religion. <laughs> but um, And that wasn't because of our teacher, because I liked him. What was his name? Oh, I know you We're mean. weird one with the ears pinned back. Mr. Okay. I want to say Mr. Mackie, but that's from <laughs> South Park. I know. I know who I mean. Um... When, oh yeah, when Dewey is listing all of those classic rock bands, oh, yeah. I asked Cody about them. I was like, "Do you recognise any of them?" He said, no, I don't know any of them. I was like, "No, oh, didn't think he? you would, mate." They're not big on YouTube, and I don't listen to them. Amy doesn't yeah. listen to them, so yeah, he just doesn't know them. I do like the fact that he walks around singing um, Area 11. What was he was singing the other day? Something I was. He came walking into the room and he was he was humming something, and I was like, "Oh my god." I was like, you know that? And I'll put stuff on in the car that I don't realise he yeah. knows. And he'll be singing along in the back seat. And I'm like, oh God. Warms <laughs> the cockles of my heart.
1: Maybe not 10, but by the age of about like 13, 14, I would have known every band on that list. And probably a lot more of I obscure I probably ones, wouldn't. I would have known them. Because my parents didn't
0: listen. My dad was into basically just purely soul music.
1: Yeah, my dad was soul Motown. My and my mum
0: listened to Cliff Richard. My
1: mom, my mom was into like David Bowie and Rod Stewart. Uh, but I, no, I would have... That didn't come I, from I, my parents. I, 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 that learned, was me. I didn't learn about those bands until I was in my twenties. Yeah, that was me. That was me doing the research and going on because I was obsessed. I wasn't at that age. I was obsessed with music. I was obsessed
0: with being a sci-fi nerd. Once Nirvana just changed,
1: and, once Nirvana and Oasis coming on, it was just like, that was it. <laughs> that changed my life. And then again, like like I said, I would have loved to go to school like that because I would have applied myself. Like you're telling me, <laughs> first episode of the day is rock history. <laughs> I get to learn about another rock star every day. Every day, <laughs> fuck me, that would have been the best life ever. I'd be dead now because you yeah. know, <laughs> I would have, I would have got a serious heroin addiction, Obviously, shot my face yeah. off. But <laughs> um, Dewey's song about the legend of the rent sounds so much like a Tenacious D song.
0: It, I was thinking about this, and when it starts out, it sounds like a Dragonforce song because it's okay. all that epic I don't know and. What Dragon Force is. They're they're a, they're a uh, an epic metal band, oh, okay. a, like fancy metal band. Um, and then when he gets to the rent bit, it sounds like the lyric, like lyrically, sounds like something we would have seen on Thursday New Band Night at the Square. Yeah. Someone getting really angry and writing this ridiculous
1: song. I could not afford rent.
0: <laughs> um, I was I was singing that last night. No, it does.
1: It just sounds. It sounds just like a tenacious teaser. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Jab Black's obviously in Tenacious D and obviously he writes the songs so there's going to be some similarity <laughs> but uh, if they put it on the on the first album I would have just been like, yeah okay, wouldn't
0: have bat an cool. eyelid uh, he keeps all of that gear in his van that is just asking for it to be if you did that in this town oh it'd be gone the first night you left it all out there you'd come out the doors would be off yeah. and everything would be empty
1: you know my auntie's husband Gary yeah like years ago he was in a band the car was That's parked right. right outside his house. Yeah, in, in Barmaid. everything got stolen.
0: Everything. Just you never leave that shit in there. Right. He's it's basically he's got a whole band set up and studio in the back of yes. his van. It's like you can jimmy that lock with a crowbar in about thirteen seconds.
1: You. You wouldn't even need to do that. You just break a window, wire the car, drive just it drive off. straight to the nearest thrift shop and just and then see how set much it on go nearest
0: pawn shop and just flog the whole... Yeah, pawn uh, shop, not a thrift shop. thrift that's shop,
1: that's like yeah, charity yeah. shop. <laughs> Zach's dad is equal parts good parent and complete dickhead. <laughs> I, I love how I notes are synchronised now. I couldn't make up my mind. For the first, like, first time in 87 yeah. episodes, you're not having a go at me. I couldn't make up my mind though because like, he's saying all the right things. Like do your homework first before you do this and do that but it's just like no rock music on. no rock music you are a
0: dickhead my my note on that is what kind of parent tries to control what sort of music their child listens to by all means force them to wear headphones when they listen to it if it's shit oh yeah but don't stop them listening to it because they're still going to listen to it they're just going to resent you while they're doing
1: it yeah or they'll just find other ways of doing it yeah exactly you're not going to ever stop them listening to it and this is a quote from the film and not me being honest right you're a fat loser. <laughs> you have body... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ouch.
1: I mean, pokes. thanks. It's a quote from the film. <laughs> um,
0: scoring chicks and getting wasted. The two reasons I got into making music. Um, and I, ma- I
1: achieved 50% of them. <laughs> um, I'd say it went... The music. Because, you know, even though I will share I did love the music. <laughs> getting wasted. And then... Girls...
0: No, I, I, did. I got into
1: making music because I wanted to get chicks. I was really crap at the music. I got one girl, but my God, was I fucking good at getting wasted.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we we got that down to a fine art. Uh, we were like, pff, rock gods at getting wasted. <laughs> yeah. uh, Miss Mullins, you're the man. Thank you, yeah. Freddie. Yeah. Uh, Frankie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and as she walks off, they were turn to each other. Um, teacher student confidentiality <laughs> I would have been benefited greatly if that
0: was real yeah gods half the trouble I got in as a child you
1: jumped ahead of me again oh okay um, as th- we get to this part there was huge parts of the film that I just watched
0: I, I gathered because yeah. yeah you jumped there uh, sneaking an entire class full of children out of their school and into your van tree is on the phone again because I mean uh, the thing is Summer sits up front in a seat with a seatbelt on as does Dewey The rest of them are doing like we used to do back in the day, but we were consenting adults climbing into the back of that van with no seatbelts. They're
1: kids. (laughs) Uh, This is for Stace and Stace only. Hashtag ban the van. (laughs) Um, But no, you're right. Like, I just, I've got so many memories of being in the back of your car, vans, Vans. the minibus. Yeah. (laughs) Just, funnily enough, all my memories are going to gigs.
0: You don't remember any of them coming back?
1: Very few. I remember
0: quite a few coming back because I was the designated driver for a lot of them.
1: I remember one where you fell asleep at the wheel.
0: Yep, that was your fault. Yeah, obviously. Because you got me high and then you guys were hotboxing in the car whilst I'm driving down the fucking M11. It was always my fault. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Let's go go back about two minutes where I said I I, I could could get wasted. (laughs) Do you remember the time that the nurse nearly got run over? Yes! We were in the back of the minibus and... I think she was sick. She was gonna be sick, yeah. So we pulled over and then she jumped out of the van and she went she ran across the road. Ran across the road and the car missed her by like milliseconds.
0: Mate. And everyone was just like, You nearly died and she was just like Um Now can you imagine a big audition like they go to with all the local bands from Harlow back in the day when we were still on the local circuit. Now, we'd have probably only had half a band actually turn up. Yeah. Because the other people would have been, oh,
1: I'm... I'm in France. I'm, I'm in France. South
0: I'm in this. Or, oh, I can't find my bass. Sorry, girlfriend said no. Girlfriend said I can't come. And then we'd have probably ended up brawling with most of the other bands there. Yeah. It would have been... All those other bands are just there, just like hanging out, chatting, you know, playing cards in the van. Oh, which, we, despite we what Dewey says, that looks van. really cool. Yeah. Um, and then we'd have just rocked up there, all in different shipmobiles. Yeah. And just be like, had half of our stuff missing, (laughs) not being prepared, and just be like fucking yelling abuse at someone else as they came out.
1: But still claiming to be the greatest band.
0: Still claiming to be the best band there. You know, the best thing to come out of Harlow Town, like, ever.
1: Pardon me. I was just
0: thinking about that. I was like, oh, mate, that never would have worked back in the day. we
1: played, what was it, The Doctor's Tonic with The Subways and Another Story. (laughs) I never felt so (laughs) kind of, what's the word? Right, so at the start of the night during the sound check, I never felt so out of my league mm. or kind of like an imposter in my life. But by the end of the night when we went to the after show pie, yeah. I never felt more legit. Yeah. Because I wasn't watching Phantom Menace.
0: Yeah, they're all in their sleeping bags watching the Phantom Come, Menace. Come
1: to our after show, we're having an after show pie. And I'm like, you... I kinda of got there walked in they were all watching Phantom Menace in their in their sleeping bags and I was like Do you don't realize what band you just invited for an after show party no Dude.
0: it was it was ridiculous there was like a handful of them sat in out in like the fucking what's like conservatory sort of thing so I remember they had a trellis with some lights on it and they were sat there having a chat and drinking cans of coke I
1: think Steve was with them but when we all tripped out to the garden and just started, you know, doing what you do at a party, I think he got a bit scared. Yeah. And that's when he came out and tried to tame us all by playing Nora Jones on the acoustic guitar.
0: Oh, God, yeah, that was about the time we left. Cause yeah. so I remember we just fucked off and we're like, <laughs> yeah. you, sorry, guys, we're can't off. can't
1: watch you play anymore fucking Nora Jones songs. I was just like, no, yeah, man. Um, I forgot about the child molestation joke. I'm a bit shocked they managed to get it in such a family-friendly film. What's that? It's when... Um, oh, he gets his comeuppance, and he's that like, line. Yeah, you've I, really jumped ahead of me. It's like I'm really. I'm sure I've touched all your kids, and they've touched they, me they, too. Yeah, i says, yeah. Was it
0: your kids touched me, and I'm pretty sure I've touched them too? So I thought that
1: was rain. It? It's not your computer.
0: I think it's one of the computers yeah. wearing away. Um, that's why it's always so warm in this I'm room. I'm
1: surprised they managed. I don't know whether it was because it was kind of. <laughs>
0: 2003 and no
1: not that it's just one of them things that might go over a kid's head yeah i think over
0: a kid's head but when you're a parent watching it or an adult you're like
1: oh no they didn't how how they got that in a pg-13 um the whole terminally ill
0: kids thing is brilliant and terrible in equal measure because you're just like that's genius and a kid came up with it but also that's a horrible lie to be telling
1: (laughs) Just well, again, this is what I'm saying about the old Jack Black character. Oh yeah, he's fucking despicable.
0: Well, uh, there are several points where I find myself asking, is Dewey Finn actually insane?
1: He's the villain of the piece, right?
0: There. Well, I just think he's off his rocker. I don't yeah. think he can be held accountable because he's fucking mental. He is pretty. Nobody mental. else, no one in their right mind, would do half of the things that he just does. Oh yeah, without even without even stopping
1: Just to think about it, turning up to a score and then being yeah, like, okay, Mister Sh- was it Schmoobley? Schmoobley, write your name on the board. <laughs> Three E's. Fuck it. Fuck it. I Just call that. me Mister S. Just to have the actual goal. To walk into a school and be like yeah I'll teach them and then your entire teaching method is you're on recess You just go on recess I'm hungover I've got a headache on the rons you're, <laughs> you're on recess I have tonight. a hanger
0: do you know what that means it means you're drunk no it means I was drinking yesterday <laughs> it, means it means you're means an, an alcoholic
1: that's <laughs> what all them kids would like to find out <laughs> um, where is
0: it Miss Lemons must be on crack it's yes. like that was my go to answer fa- that's the
1: drug reference right Oh, that must that's be it. The yes. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's, yeah.
0: For years, my whenever someone said something ridiculous, it was like, Are you on crack? And I was trying to yeah. think where it had come from. And then he says that, and I was like, There, I didn't realise that's yeah. where it came from. He said that to me a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> you've got some more notes that, because you're. That you're... beer looks flat as warm oh, piss. Oh, yeah. When he comes over with it, I'm like, Man, Americans really do have it rough if that's what they call beer. Jesus, I mean.
1: I mean, coming from people that grew up drinking Carling, we've got no real place to judge. Well,
0: no, because we know that it's warm piss and we know that Carling is terrible, but they were
1: giving it away for free at the Reading Festival. I mean, all them talking, I was talking about what the years that, you know, it was like six cans for, a, for I, four I I pounds. didn't drink beer back then. No, but we did when we were 14 and we'd go to the shop and buy it. But <laughs> that year at Reading, when That's it was insane. like. Swap any warm beer you've got for a cold can of Carling. Cold can of Carling. Of all people was just like, oh, I see an opening here. Went we so that day when we were in Tesco's and he bought like 24 cans of. Yeah,
0: big 24 pack of the Tesco fucking like value like five shit.
1: £5 for 24 beers. Yeah. And then just walked in, they walked gave him in the whole gave crate. and they
0: gave him a whole crate of
1: ice cold Carling. I did. I it's admit, not much of an upgrade, but. No, but I mean, that day I stood back and I was like, well played. That's well that's played, my man.
0: Now, um, I really liked Dewey's van. It looks like it's in need of a serious service.
1: I like it like but, them American vans. Yeah. The Americans have a much better way of doing vans.
0: They just look better. Yes. And like, with the little bubble window, I love the bubble window on vans. Ever
1: since, like, Buffy, like, because you remember, like, Seth Green's character, Oz, he was in a band. Oh, uh, yeah. The werewolf, he was in a band. Ooh. And he had this cool blue van yeah. that they really utilized, like, quite in a, quite a few storylines towards the end of season <laughs> three or four three because four was in the college season three and I was always like when I grew up I <laughs> like that it would be so cool but yeah again watching that I'm like yes that is awesome and then you know I drive the streets of Harlow and see white vans and I'm like that's the thing they're not so awesome
0: I've, I've looked at getting a van before and I would really like one but my issue would be the same thing that happened as soon as I got an estate yeah. and my current SUV is the fact that oh you've got a big car can you uh just transport this place this from point a to point b oh can you take this rubbish down to the tip for me
1: and i'm just like i was gonna say no like, i know back in the day we you were one of the only people with a driving license so you used to have to drive to a lot of the gigs and yeah all the shit i was gonna say who on earth asked you to drive anything around? family
0: that? primarily Oh, okay. if you get if you get a van oh people yeah. are instantly like oh you got a van you can transport this and it, i used to get it with my um with my volvo which was the estate yeah obviously that had a massive boot especially when you put the seats down it basically was a van but it also ended up being a bloody show car it went to events and the back was open and we had that's where our displays went and people were like oh yeah i've got all this wood from my garden can you take it down to the tip for me I'm like, no yeah. well why not you got a massive car yes a massive car that two weeks from now he's going to be at a bloody car show on display no i'm not putting your rotten fence panels in my car Oh, so I'm still angry about that.
1: <laughs> Ned's little speech about quitting the band and giving up on his dreams. He brought back some bad memories. He? <laughs> he really did. I'm not even lying. Like, if you asked me today, like, would you want to go back and do it? I'd have serious reservations <laughs> about it. But at the time, when it when it ended, oh, mate, I was I was heartbroken for a good couple of years. I really I was. Wasn't.
0: I think I just enjoyed having my Sunday mornings back.
1: I think by that point, you were so over it. Yeah, you were so over the driving around the bullshit, having to. There was a lot of
0: bullshit for very little. In the very in the last
1: in the last two years of the band, it was more chore and drama than it was enjoyable. There was constantly replacing band members. There was falling out with people that you've been friends with since primary school because you know someone sends them a text and they're out of band. There was a lot of bullshit and a lot of (laughs) like the gigs weren't getting any.
0: The gigs weren't getting any better because we kept replacing band members and having to mix things up because we had people coming in like two weeks before the gig who didn't because so-and-so couldn't make it or they dropped out or do, just didn't want to do it. And it was just like, it
1: was, yeah, I think it was a point, fucking chore. You were so over it. You were yeah. just like, oh, I'm ready. Whereas I was just like, no, no, I still love it. And it eventually it broke my heart when I was like, all right, we'll have to say that this yeah. next gig is the last gig. It's the last gig. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a funk for a good couple of years. I <laughs> Um If you went to parents' evening and found out Cody hadn't been learning the curriculum, but was now an amazing guitar player, how mad would you be?
0: Not very. Not many.
1: No, <laughs> I've <laughs> I was... seen the
0: curriculum they teach them, and it's the sort of stuff that we learned at fucking secondary school. So oh. I'm like, I was. I was I watching at secondary it. school.
1: I was watching when their parents kick off like fifteen grand here and this, <sighs> and I was just like,
0: and and. Yeah, a lot of people that's a natural talent
1: you should be nurturing I did think I'm not a parent and this is why I posed the question to you because I thought I think that there's a possibility that if I ever you know, impregnated by someone by accident and had a child of my own <laughs> my priorities and what I think would be cool, not yeah. cool would shift
0: I mean four or five years from now probably because yeah. they'd, they'd be prepping for exams and shit at that point but at this point
1: you know if he come home it's like dad um Where's your guitar? Where's your guitar? First
0: of all, I'll be like, "What are you playing that shit, boy? Um, <laughs> Trumps in and starts playing laughing. fucking The Darkness. That's where I'll take the guitar from, him around the head with it.
1: You've you become a
0: stage parent then. You yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't want to well, work. I'm going to be your manager. I'm going to live vicariously through <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> on the parents' evening thing, <laughs> I've got two notes. What kind of school has the teachers making a presentation to the parents on parents' evening? And then, as a kid... I'd have loved that idea. The teachers having to do the extra work and then the parents having to sit through it. Yeah. As a parent who now has to attend Parents' Evening, the idea sounds horrific. Yeah. It's bad enough I have to give up like half an hour of my evening to go and talk to a teacher as it is. And they're only very short ones at the moment. And thankfully, they're all do glowing the reports. Oh, okay. oh, mate, fucking. I keep getting annoyed because I think, right, well, you know, if there's any negatives in this, I've got an excuse not to reward him. But no, he they've, they've the all warm. been so... Far, I mean, the last time we went to one, it was like, it was like, yeah, he's an absolute joy to teach. He's bright. He's intelligent. He does all this. He does that. He's, he's just is. he's just a real joy to have in my classroom.
1: Pre-puberty right? though, right? Yeah, exactly. It's pre-puberty. Pl- and I can't see Cody as a child that's ever going to hit a rebellious phase.
0: I mean, I hope not. He I can't may, want to
1: deal with that. There may be the odd thing that that he rebels about but yeah from in my general... perspective he seems to have like a great life of just like whatever you're into you do it you, you, you fun, do it you, you want to watch
0: YouTube or yeah. or you watch YouTube as long as it's appropriate you want to play games as long yeah. as it's appropriate
1: you play games you know
0: Yeah. It as long as to... he's doing what he, what he has to do I can't
1: I I feel like he lives in a I don't want to sound, this to sound <laughs> detrimental because I genuinely think you're a good parent. I genuinely think you and Amy are good parents. But there's very strict... Say Zach, right? He grew up with his dad's <laughs> yeah. on his back. Very strict kind of like upbringing and stuff. Whereas Cody seems kind of free to enjoy himself and yeah. go on and do what he wants. Especially at this age. As long you know, as he this, they,
0: they, I don't believe there should be lots of pressures on kids at fucking seven years old. No so yeah, I don't see the point in, in putting those pressures on him and he's doing well oh, as we God. keep getting from the feedback yeah. but yeah it meant last time I was like right well in that case I guess we're getting takeaway for dinner <laughs> I was just going to go home and do pasta or something but it's like oh right well you did such a good oh, job come
1: on you have takeaway five times a week
0: Oh, no, we don't we've had to cut down we're spending Ooh. way too much oh, really? on fucking takeaways
1: <laughs> Dewey's old band song at the Battle of Bands <laughs> <laughs> sounds awfully <laughs> like Goo Goo Dolls
0: it does doesn't yeah. it <laughs> It is a proper sort of mid-90s yeah. alternate ballad sort of yeah. thing. And you're like... It sounds like the yeah. goofy does. And it's not the sort of thing you play as your one song the in a battle no. of the bands.
1: I mean, if you... even It's if... good, but... Oh. But if you compare it to the song they're playing in that opening scene when Dewey's doing his Reggie impression. Yeah. That
0: song's so that is so... Yeah, that Guitar solo and stage song.
1: drive aside, that yeah. song's so much better. It just sounds like Motorhead or something. And then they get rid of Dewey. And they get Spider-In, who looks far more rock than Dewey Everton. Yeah. And suddenly they tame down. To and they tame down to play this, uh, yeah, this emotional kind shit. Kind of Googly Dolls ballad.
0: Um, dismembered by the teachers' union. What a way to go.
1: <laughs> oh, shout out Pig Rectum. That's pig a... Rectum, yeah. What when about I... Pig Rectum? When I start a punk band, I'm calling it Pig Rectum. Um,
0: after the parents' evening, when Mr. Schneebly and Sarah Silverman, whose name I can't remember, um, go back to the apartment... Shouldn't Dewey be in prison or something, and not sat at home eating cereal? Because
1: the police come to the school. but he's, not actually, he's impersonating a teacher. I'm not well, sure. That's I a mean, it's fraud. Arrestable offence,
0: I suppose at that point they don't know how. They don't know that he smuggled them out for the auditions and all the various <laughs> other and bits he and completely pieces. Completely
1: ignored the curriculum and just taught him to play music. We just
0: taught him to play music, but yeah, surely he should at least be being held overnight for
1: questioning or I something. Think this is a case of movie magic. With mu- yeah, a bit of hand waving, isn't it? Um, I like the setup. it's not a note but I like the setup that Sarah Silverman's characters always all the way through the film having a go at him about not standing up for himself and then eventually obviously he stands up for himself to go and watch the gig (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
0: how can I tell I've already done that one woken up by a child kicking your bed welcome to parenting (laughs) what's count of how many times I've been woken up by things like that you say bed I say mattress on the floor (laughs) not really a bedroom is it it's i do like the little turret bit i'd have i'd have a, my desk set up in there probably or like a big
1: oh, big big chair
0: we could just sit there and read surrounded by the windows i
1: know he's got the curtain thing around me, <laughs> but i just i couldn't that, you can
0: tell he's been single the entire time he lived
1: there can't oh, yeah he? i need walls and a door yeah if, if i want if i'm going to be private and happy and relaxed i need walls on the door but it the has curtain, got that I'm exposed brickwork i mean maybe that was the exposed brickwork does Oh, did, you see, it out, did yeah.
0: you see the band stickers on the windows yeah it's bizarre how many of them i recognize yeah. the names of
1: yeah I, I, was I, like, oh, mate. I was very happy that there was like bands like fugazi yes on there and i think cannibal corpse not yeah. i'm a fan of, i'm a fan of fugazi but not cannibal corpse but it was the oh, what's that word i'm looking for not mainstream kind of quirky the little, knowledge. Yeah. like because you can imagine him. Could have just had like ACDC, Megadeth. Yeah, I mean, there, and all there that. are Black Sabbath and The Who, and stuff, but on that window, they've got some real cult
0: yeah. bands. And yeah, I'm like I appreciate. Somebody him. clearly did their research. Somebody, and well, Jack Black probably.
1: That to me sells it. That he's a real big music yeah. fan.
0: They haven't just gone to the, yeah. the gone to the big names. Not to just stick on there. The
1: montage of him showing videos of rock greats and yeah. the rock spider. Spidergram or whatever is that oh yeah with the yeah, yeah.
0: With the connections
1: yeah not just that but the fact that he's got some real cult band stickers I'm like there's a man that that, that required
0: shit. effort to get some of those stickers
1: um the School of Rock were oh, fucking cheated in the battle of the bands yeah, I only oh, saw two bands yeah. the bands School of Rock School so of Rock remember, were, were like,
0: by far and away the better band uh,
1: but I'm so I, I did write this note and I, I wanted to say that I think they were cheated yeah but for the quality of the film, I'm so glad they didn't win. If yeah. they'd won, it would have been like, oh, fuck. Uh, so. Yeah, way f- too, too yeah, Disney. Yeah, but the fact that they lost, but he got, and he got bombed out, and then they were like, don't worry. Well, like, he just
0: played an awesome gig. Yeah. So, well, he did,
1: yeah. Reminding him of what it's really about.
0: <laughs> Arriving just before they're due to go on stage, completely missing sound <laughs> check. what kind <laughs> of amateurs would do that? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Unless they were all sober.
0: (laughs) The thing is, yeah, they were all sober and they were ready to go on stage and they were flawless. Unlike some (laughs) other amateur bands I could name who would rock up minutes before they were due to go on stage. Half of them trashed, missing their gear, not ready. (laughs) Play it and then swagger, play a mediocre gig and then swagger off stage like they were the best thing that's happened to music. I miss that ego. So anyway, I miss being in my
1: twenties. Yeah. <laughs> I miss that. I miss like that ego. That kind of like Yeah, just that impenetrable bulletproof belief. That, yeah, no, it, we can do that because we're awesome. I think it was after the band, that after the band, that I suddenly just was just like, Oh no, I'm not hot shit, am I? Oh no. I'm... And the reality of my losing <laughs> <laughs> really kicked in. Reality crushed you. Right, so my very last note. Okay. I'm not always happy. No, sorry. I'm not always a fan of happy endings, but this film could not have ended
0: any better. It is a very... F- such a feel-good ending.
1: There's There were some ways, like, missteps they could have gone. Like, they could have won the Battle of Bands. They could have got signed a record deal. Yeah. They could have gone and done all this stuff, but... <coughs>
0: <coughs> sorry. Uh, swine flu. Dying in.
1: The fact that the happy ending was basically... Dewey realised that he didn't have to be a rock star, but he could pass. Yeah, he's not he Pass it on and still do kids. what he loves. And he found like he found contentment. Yeah, by that throughout the journey he's been on. This I really liked it.
0: Yeah, really liked it. Um, I've got some notes on on the gig. Adult size school uniforms. I've seen some videos like that.
1: Yeah, screens. <laughs> ACDC. <laughs> no, I mean, that's not yeah, where I'm I going. You're but. About,
0: why does Braceface, I apologise, that's a nickname, I can't remember what her real name was. Why does Braceface appear to be wearing a cut-off Nazi uniform on stage?
1: I didn't notice that.
0: But... Yeah, have a look at it. It's like a the, the uniform jacket with the sleeves cut off, and then the cap and everything. And it, I, I, it can't be. It must be some sort of Air Force uniform or something, but it looks grey. And with the, the badges on it, it just looks like a Nazi
1: uniform. Can we shout out Billy? Which one's Billy? Billy's the costume designer kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> because it—he stole a scene from Jack Black a couple of times. Oh
0: god, so. yeah. Well, every time he he gives Jack Black the the back chat. Yeah, yeah. He steals that.
1: Jack Black in all over the place, and then this little kid. He's just like, look up. at you with your bow tie. Yeah it's like don't oh, you be talking about my bow tie it's like, okay Billy I hate you It's like no we're over having a gun oh you're tacky and I hate you you're tacky and I hate you <laughs> no, okay Billy <laughs> the best bit is when he's like how about this and the camera pans up to the bass player and, the drummer. and he's like this is glitter rock and this is glam and you see him and it's just like oh my god
0: oh god yeah, when he's doing the little mannequins yeah. with all the feather boas and things and you're like oh I,
1: I, like, I love that character <laughs> Because I just feel like like there's Jack Black's Jack Blacking all over the place. As we've said <laughs> I love how
0: that's now become a nail.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just Jack Blacking. It's just Jack Blacking all over the place. <laughs> but and there's a lot. It's like, like there's a lot of jokes and there's a lot of comedy. But I still feel that like. He brings a certain level of yeah. levity, yes, to this film, and uh, yeah, I really want to shout him out. I think he does yeah. an incredible job. That is a good ca- In fact, like I want to character. shout out all the child actors, even Zach. I feel Zach plays the put upon kind of oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like yeah, okay. you're the lead guitarist in a rocking band. This is your dream. And he's like, watching him play guitar okay. is
0: very much like watching Dal playing yeah. guitar. Doesn't really. It's very. Yeah, might be good at what you're doing but you look like you came from MFI.
1: That's <laughs> the bit, right? When he first starts teaching them.
0: Yeah.
1: And they play Iron Man and then they play whatever. And what is the last one where he's just like, I can't remember it goes. Like, I can't remember. Whatever the first song is. Yeah. But they're playing it side to side and he's playing it like, Zach's playing it just dead stiff. like a robot. Yeah. And then Jack Black's opposite him dancing around. I was like, that's like me and Darwin, right? it's, like it's looking I'm in here. a mirror, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Um, crowd surfing just does not seem fun. It's definitely not fun when you're below. Cause I've been in that situation oh, yeah, several yeah, yeah. times,
1: but I also can't imagine it's that
0: great when you're on top either.
1: I can. No, I, really? think, I think i like to crowd surf You me, just,
0: you me. just want that physical contact. I just want
1: someone to touch me up. As I'm yeah.
0: I know. I, thanks. I'm not, not you, about that you, life.
1: A man who, who adores attention as much as you doesn't want I to adore attention.
0: Don't touch me. <laughs> 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 yep. Don't fucking touch me.
1: I, um, it's it just it's just one of them like uh, Dewey's got like the top ten classic rock things he has to yeah. do like you know drum solo and it's and obviously
0: and... it's a callback to earlier yeah. in the film oh yeah did where it and... no one catches do them, you but... remember that time at the square where someone stage dived and basically broke their neck well, I they they didn't break their neck they like damaged their head or something no can't remember what gig it was but yeah they were there they were absolutely wrecked and they jumped up on the stage and tried to do a stage dive off and obviously no one Everyone was there me. to catch them and yeah they just basically landed on their head so the gig had to stop and paramedics came up and they had to take him take him to oh, a hospital I do remember the time we were in square out.
1: And I was a bit drunk and we were in surely not <laughs> in fact I was very drunk and we were all in the pit watching something and I think I kicked up. I kind of jumped up on the edge of the stage and kicked off and, back <laughs> and I hit Stacey I called Stacey by mistake and I turned around to apologise and she punched me in the face. <laughs> and I have never been punched in the face with a better punch in my, I've been punched in the face <laughs> a few times. Quite a few times. But one has never landed as good as that. So, Ash, watch out, all right? Yeah, <laughs> don't piss her
0: off because she'll knock you the fuck out.
1: I caught her by accident. And I think... I don't know if she knew it was me. She probably did know it was me, to be probably, fair. Probably, yeah. She's probably like, I've self years for this. <laughs> you know, just an excuse. Or, but, or if it was just reaction or whatever. But she fucking clocked me in the right in the side of my face. And I was just like, Jesus. So you have been a knob. I've been hit by grown men and they didn't hit me like that.
0: <laughs> leather jacket, but minus the jacket. So just leather sleeves.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Now, I saw that. I see him dress that. And I'm like, I think we're going to do 20 minutes on fashion this week because Rooney's going to be all over that. Uh,
0: as, as has been stated, I do like my fashion. And... <laughs> I, I, I don't mind some outrageous fashion choices that however no I don't care how good your body is
1: dad I know you got a dad bod now but <laughs> if if a girl would <laughs> suggested you wore that in your early 20s oh, well, you could put of it of course off, I would have you would have been in the a girl that suggested me on.
0: doing anything in your early 20s I'd have fucking done it Jesus mate how do you think I end up in as many compromising situations as I did
1: <laughs> really I get turned on by by dick sucking but not me doing this sucking <laughs> I like to watch someone else do it, so we can, uh, you know, bring a guy over with us tonight, and you're going to suck him off while I watch.
0: And that's how RooneySucks dot com got started. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was just a website for insulting me? No.
1: Wait, first I'm going to put some dark lipstick on you. Yeah? <laughs> we're going to paint your nails. Put
0: you uh, in, put you in the nurse's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all these weird. I don't know where that that picture was on your fridge for ages. It, it was on my
0: fridge for ages because uh, little Josh stole it. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, look, I've got this. That yeah. was because you had the photos of me
1: he in the makeup his, that he stole, stole off, off his, of his sister. sister and gave to me one day at rehearsals. So and like, he decided
0: what? that he had to he had to balance the scales, so he stole that one from you. And yeah, that that was stuck on my fridge. It's in it's in a box of documents somewhere in my yeah, house. And then
1: pictures of you are somewhere model. <laughs>
0: Basically, whenever one of us dies, we have to we have to Ow. dispose <laughs> of the evidence. <laughs>
1: the worst bit about that's
0: going on your gravestone if i outlive you that's gonna be the little oval picture they put on them that's the picture that's going on there
1: me, and that sky blue nurse's uniform but i couldn't do it up because obviously the (laughs) owner of the nurse's uniform significantly smaller than you much much more petite than (laughs) me so i can only kind of get it up halfway does it it's also from a terrible angle yeah because i think she sit, she was sitting on the sofa and i was standing do you know what oh god we were
0: sorting through um, i'm
1: not kinky honest
0: honest um, we were sorting through a box of uh, stuff the other day that just in my living room at the moment there's a pile of stuff on oh, the floor okay. in front of the tv and it's from this box that amy's been saying she's going to sort out forever and she, i was like oh well we, now we've moved this we can put that that table we'll get that down and put it there and she was like oh yeah okay she was like empty that box out in the living room because I've been saying I'm going to do it for ages and I haven't. If it's there, I've got to do it. I was like, okay, fine. So, And I started going through it to sort out any bits that were mine. And there's a whole bunch of, of old uh, photos and documents in there. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of them, uh, like photo shoots that we did when Amy
1: was at uni. Oh no, we're not getting Rocky Horror Picture Show. Are we? No, 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 oh. no.
0: They were, they were all digital, but there's some shots
1: that were done. <laughs> Fucking, that was the biggest mistake however ever made. Yeah, I bet he was like, "Yeah, I'll come and do that." I'll come and do that. And then he and turned up. He thought he was
0: the... going to get laid with uh, what's her name, Naomi,
1: and then he turned up and suddenly
0: <laughs> there he is as Richard O'Brien.
1: I've never felt so relieved that oh, I didn't get invited. To be in fair, my
0: life. he really committed to that because the wig came out. It was like, "Oh no, the wig doesn't look right." So he went out to the kitchen, got got uh, olive oil. And he was like, it needs to look greasier and he's putting it on. that Everything that he was wearing was covered in, in like fucking sunflower oil yeah. by the end of that shoot. But he really committed
1: to it. I've um, never been more happy. I didn't get invited to something. But moment. we
0: found, there was like some photos that we did around Cambridge and that. Oh, OK. Um, and there was, what was the ones that came up? Oh, there, there wasn't the Rocky Horror one. There was another one that came up. Oh, I, found, I found a picture. And there was a whole bunch of like pictures that Amy had snapped when back when we first got together, sort of thing. Um, and we're going through them, and Amy's like, "Make sure there's nothing like," because Cody wanted to see them, oh, obviously. Okay. And he's like, "Make sure there's nothing, there's nothing like you know inappropriate." And I was like, "No, no," so I said, "I'm checking them before we, before we actually serve." I can't remember what one it was, but there was a pic, there was some pictures in there, and I was like, "Cody, who's this?" Huh. Uh? And there's some of them there, like f- from like my mid twenties, sort of thing. Oh, yeah. just flat out didn't recognize me.
1: Yeah, I'm sure if you showed him pictures of me. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Who's the guy with the long hair and the lip piercing
0: <laughs> There was one. There actually was one with you in it. And I was like, who's that? Don't know. I was like, that's Reggie. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And it's for, Again, from like our yeah. mid-twenties sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Didn't look anything like we do now, mate. <laughs> um, do I have any others? Uh, I was singing. It's a long way to the top since the film finished. Um because um, it's a very catchy song, especially ever, when it's on repeat. For ever like,
1: since we, f- I finished watching this morning, I was walking around my house, like in the shower and stuff. Just like um, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock, and, rock, rock and roll. Yeah.
0: yeah, like I said, I actually downloaded it, um, and I was waiting for them to do it, and they never did. Even this film skips over the bass solo. Yeah, everybody else in that room gets a solo. Except the bassist.
1: And that is why she had so many long term problems. And that
0: is why she had so many long term problems. Well no, done, School of Rock. You ruined you ruined their their mental state. Yeah, I mean
1: aside from my generation, is there a good bass solo out there?
0: That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> aside no, is there a good drum solo? Ever? Uh, I just I, I can't know. stand drum solos.
1: Um, drums, it's a bit weird what they call a drum solo, yeah. Because in this film, what they call a drum solo is a drum fill, yeah. And a drum solo to me is like all the other music stops and the drummer just goes mad for 10 minutes, which is weird. So because
0: if a keyboard you do a keyboard solo, the other music doesn't stop.
1: Oh, the guitar stops if you watch that last bit on the outro,
0: oh, yeah, true, yeah. But it's, not everything Zach's else, not stops because obviously, the,
1: when he does his keyboard, the drums thing.
0: and everything else have to keep going because they keep the song going, yeah. And when the guitar when you have a guitar solo there's usually another guitar still playing but yeah with a drum solo people expect everything to stop except for the drums there's
1: a Blink 182 I can't remember what it's called I think it's the last the last song on um, the Blink 182 self-titled album where Travis Barker spends about five minutes just going mad. Like the song, like they finished the song and it's all just like kind of (laughs) feedback in and keyboards coming out. And it's just him for about 10 minutes just going mad (laughs) on his drums. And I remember I had it on a CD once when I worked where Amy works. Mm. And I was in the unit doing my job and I put the CD on, that song come on, and I'm listening to it loving it. And it goes quiet and I'm just listening to him go crazy on his drums. And someone just pipes up all right, we get it. You can play the drums. And I was just like, <laughs> pause. <laughs> now, <laughs> do you know why he does this? Because there are very few drummers in the world that can do this. It's like, no one cares. Miles. No
0: one wants to listen to the drums.
1: No. turns out they don't. No, no. It's, it's
0: one of those things. A bass guitar. I can listen to a bass guitar because oh, at the yeah. end of the day, it's, it's tuneful.
1: These, like, if you'd given the chance, I think I'd much rather have been a bass player. Yeah, I'd
0: probably hey, probably would like to be a bass player. Like
1: now, if someone said to me, "You got to learn an instrument," I'd probably choose bass. Yeah, yeah, so would seems I. And not just because it seems
0: easier. Oh, easier. It'd be easier because
1: there's only four strings. But well, it's easier to learn how to play a song basically on a bass. Yeah, basically. It's harder to learn to play the bass. Yeah, yeah. Than it is a guitar. Yeah,
0: you can you can coast through being a band. Oh, a you can on. play one. And the thing is, the bass if you're every band right. needs drummers and bassists. bassists. Because then, that was always the problem was, finally, oh yeah, was sh- everyone wanted to be a guitarist, everyone wanted to be a singer. Um if you had a keyboardist, they were usually in demand if your if your if you could band be, needed yeah. that. But every band needed drummer and bassist. Bass which is why how comes like drummers and bassists are usually in more than one band. Oh yeah. Because they're in
1: demand. I have to say, like with all the different bass players we had, we only ever had one that was actually any good. Yeah
0: couple that were good but most of them didn't stick around very
1: long no, the first one the first bass player we ever had was so good yeah but he just so... hated playing bass yeah yeah he did
0: he just didn't want to be a bassist he yeah. wanted to be a guitarist but we already had two guitarists said so no you can't play bass
1: and eventually i think he just hated us
0: yeah. yeah we did a gig with uh what's his name dan something or other he only did one gig at the horn where we did the big intro with the keyboards where we sent little Josh out. Oh, he out. was good, yeah.
1: Yeah. From uh, Dan from Sunshine Station. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: because he was actually a professional musician. He played at weddings yeah, and all sorts. he
1: actually wanted to be there, though like, because he was friends with, with Jack. Yeah,
0: he only agreed to do one gig with us, but that, wasn't that really was a really good, good gig. That was the best. In,
1: that was one of the best gigs we ever played.
0: Yeah, and everyone hated the intro. Even...
1: Oh no! I I loved that.
0: I loved it, which is why
1: I organised it. And
0: well, Dan was on board with it. He was like, "Yes, because this is this is cheesy, over the top. I love
1: it. I love it all of this, and all coming from." the dressing room, the dressing room was one, backstage
0: one. and it was the drums yeah. and then i came out doo, 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 doo.
1: and, like and then the bass
0: out. and then the guitars came out and then it was like yeah and
1: then boom that was one of them gigs where like going into it i was like i am going to stay relatively sober because <laughs> we've not only do we now have one very like non, <laughs> not to put down any other musician that was ever in our band yeah but we've got one very good guitar player we've now got a very very, a very good, good guitar player playing bass. <laughs> <laughs> the drummer is about twelve and never makes mistakes. Yeah, I need to I need to get on it, <laughs> and I think that's why it was so good. But you know, he was I, I forgot about because it was only one gig. Yeah. But aside from him,
0: he was a guest bassist.
1: The first one, the first one was just yeah. It was back in the day. You could give him a ballpark, and he'd pull the first bass line he wrote would be like, oh my god, it's so yeah. Good. He was very very he was very good, good
0: at doing that. Yeah.
1: Criminally under you, under uh, appreciated. appreciated yeah. yeah, so sorry
0: because <laughs> he was a he was also a miserable bastard most of the time.
1: Uh, yeah, but
0: weren't we all I wasn't no apart from you. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was gonna say, no, I wasn't.
0: I'm far more miserable now than I was then.
1: I suppose actually, there was that point when Dow played
0: bass for a while, he was he was all right as well. Actually, yeah, he was a better bassist than he was guitarist. Sorry, Dow.
1: <laughs> okay, do you have a score? <laughs>
0: yes uh, it sounds it sounds low compared to some of the scores we've given recently but you know it's because we've been watching some seminal films recently and some of my favourite films ever so for me as soon as I find a fucking pen um, it's getting oh god I can't write I just can't function today it's getting a 7.5 from me oh it's getting an from me oh
1: I really like this film and I think a lot of my love for this film comes from the nostalgia point of like we were actually in a band yeah. when I first watched this film. Yeah. And I related to Dewey, I related to all them kids, I related to nearly every character in the film. <laughs> but at the same time, it's totally entertaining, yeah. totally watchable, family friendly, and original. Yeah, it, it ticks That is the thing. I, a lot of boxes. There aren't. There aren't many good rock music films out there. No. Aside from like Almost Famous. Unless you're talking documentaries. Yeah. Like for a, a fiction.
0: Actual fiction. What's fiction, the one? Fictional with, ones. What's
1: the one the nurse used to love that had Mark Wahlberg in when of all hair metal bands? Uh, I don't know. I He was like, Mark Wahlberg was the singer in this hair metal band and, well, hair metal, well, then it was a metal band and then eventually he loved this other band. Mm another band sat in a singer and he got to replace the singer and I think Jennifer Aniston's in it. That I watched that once because The Nurse loved it and it was a good film but aside from that, like how many good rock music yeah. films? There aren't many. Not many. And to do it in the way they did it here, it's so original. It's so original. So yeah, it gets an ape from me.
0: Well there we go. Fifteen point five. Fifteen point five. It's again, not bad. The top quarter of our of, of our scores it's again. Not bad
1: considering Jack blacks, isn't it?
0: We need to watch something shit so that we can give some low scores.
1: Coming next week, Queen of the Damned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thing is that would still get a good score for me probably. Because I love Stuart Townsend and uh, what's her face? Um plays Kasha. Oh, I can't remember. Uh she died like midway through production
1: oh oh oh, oh. Uh, uh, uh,
0: Aaliyah Aaliyah? Oh, Aaliyah yeah 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 she yeah. died in a car crash like towards the end of production
1: yeah yeah. I like Aaliyah yeah I forgot she was in that I repressed all memory repressed all memory <laughs> well, no, the I, only I, thing I know is it's got a uh, change in the house of flies by Deftones Stuart,
0: Stuart Townsend plays the stat perfectly yeah. but he is about the only thing they get right in that film yeah. but yeah okay well there we go That was called Rock.
1: Oh, awesome. Um, And I said
0: we weren't going to do three hours. We're at three hours and six minutes.
1: Are we really? Yes. You've got to edit some stuff out.
0: Yeah, it'll take us down to about three hours and
1: four (laughs) minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So, Um, come on, wrap it up. Find what you love, believe in it. Positive things will happen. There's only one thing left to say, right? Let's rock.